Welcome! This is Beyond the Hate. I am Darth Valsith, and of course, my co-host, um, Obi-John Kenobi. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and also special guest, AJ. <laughs> Alright! You don't get like a cool name. Damn it! <laughs> I was pretty hyped about this episode because I went on, I went on uh, Amazon and I was going to order... It was like a Kylo Ren and Snoke two pack, and then the shit comes in, and my fucking Snoke is broken in half. Oh it man, it sucks. I know, right? Yeah, I but mean, I guess he, considering how the movie went, kind of makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. He's he's kind of a half of a character, really. Right. <laughs> you know what Snoke's favorite type of creamer is? Half and half. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, you know. We're probably going to do Snoke jokes through the entire show. <laughs> Snoke jokes. Uh, but, you know, uh, what would have... I, I have a little bit of trivia here. What would have made the movie better? And this is multiple choice. I, okay. I'm going to aim the first one at AJ. So you have to answer this one. Right. So what would have made this movie better? A, if Channing Tatum would have just killed himself. He's not in this movie, <laughs> just I'm just stop, saying. Just stop right there. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I think that's a winner. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much that made me happy. Okay. <laughs> B. If Ray was a lesbian. C. If Ray was a lesbian. <laughs> D. Ewoks. <laughs> that's a hard choice, man. Genitatum or a freaking Ewoks. God damn it, that's tough. Who would Ray be gay for, though? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the... Leia. I don't know. Leia. Leia. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's a weird like kind of cougar situation isn't it isn't it isn't she more like sure. a bobcat at that age like I don't know <laughs> what's beyond cougar <laughs> she's a mountain lion right yeah she's a mountain lion yeah there you go okay so the next one's for you John rest in peace Carrie Fisher by the way yeah we love you Carrie Fisher uh, what would have made Star Wars better if Kylo, whenever the Link Vision happens, that he was in pink PJs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if a Porg kills General Hux. Uh, <laughs> if Snoke ended up being an Ewok. <laughs> just in like, it's just like four Ewoks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> like, like kids in a trench coat. Our <laughs> D of Obi-Wan would have appeared. Oh, obviously, if Obi-Wan appeared, yeah. I mean, definitely. No, number two on that would be if, if Porgs killed the Hux. That would be hilarious. That would have been awesome. And then he just fucking dies. And they're just, like, picking, like, his eye out of his skull and shit. Okay. Be... <laughs> I have a third one, and it'll be for both of y'all. Um, uh, what would have been, would have made this movie better? A, Emma Stone. B, Johnny Depp. C, Tim Robbins. D, fans shutting the fuck up and just enjoying it. Well, I'm going to go the last one. <laughs> yeah, D. Definitely yeah. D. Yeah, exactly. That was a really close one, though, but D. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll say, if you had Johnny Depp as the DJ role, as, like, the, the, the code breaker, scoundrel, oh, yeah. scumbag guy, he would be awesome as that. Not to say that Benicio did a bad job, but imagine that as Johnny Depp. Yeah, that would have been amazing. He would have been just Jack it was... Sparrow in space. That's yeah, yeah, Jack Sparrow in space. I'm totally fine with that. They can literally make that movie, Pirates of Caribbean. In space. space! I'm in. Like, you can put oh. Muppets in space and all kinds of shit. But uh, so. the DJ character was actually originally 
supposed to be Joaquin Phoenix, and he turned it down. Yeah. Really? And originally, Ryan Johnson said that at one point they thought of making that character Lando, but then he was like, I don't really want him to betray everybody, so they ended up scrapping it and not using Billy D. Williams huh. because of that. Right, he said right. that they were actually because they asked him why didn't why didn't you try to like get you know Billy D to come back and be Lando, and he's like we thought about it and we had it written like that originally, but eventually DJ the character that DJ becomes has to turn on Finn and Rose and turn him in, and basically sell them out to the First Order. And he was like we didn't really want to do that to Lando because. You know, people love Lando. They yeah, love Billy yeah. D. Williams, and you just well, you, really like, couldn't do that. Like in, in uh, Empire Strikes Back, he, already, he, was, he was loyal. He was a good, he, you know, his he was a good friend. Yeah, he, he just kind of yeah. he, made, he, made he made a deal with the devil and made a deal with right. Vader that, you know, because even Vader's like, you know, he's like, but you can't do that. We made a deal, and he was like, I'm altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. Yeah, yeah. it's like, what are you going to do about that? Yeah, it's like he basically, Vader played him. You know, to get what he wanted, which was Han, and so if you have it where he betrays like Finn and Rose in this movie, then people are like, "Man, fuck Lando, that guy's a piece of shit." <laughs> again, yeah, it's yeah, like he's, he's just a piece of he, shit again. <laughs> he'd be betraying everybody. He'd be betraying everybody. Thug life, right? <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah. Um, so, okay, so uh, we have to draw some cards. Thank you, bitch. Um, so, uh, what Lex we're going to do... Lex is interrupting us? Yeah. What a bitch. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to draw some cards here. I have some Star Wars cards I got for a little fun during the show. And what we're going to do is I have a certain type of liquor that's very, very strong. Um, also, Steve, what beer are we drinking? Uh, we are drinking Rogue Hazelnut Brown Nectar, and it is really delicious. It's really good. What's the name? It's it's Rogue is the uh, brand, I think. Or what's the name of the uh, brewing company? Is it Brewmaster? Uh, let's see. I don't know. Does it say it on the box? I think it says Brewmaster right there. Uh, that's, I guess, the guy who's in charge of it. It's... Uh, Brewed and bottled by Rogue Ales, Newport, Oregon. Okay, so it's Rogue Ale. They do they do a bunch of good stuff, but me and John give this a two and a half star. AJ gave it a three. Yeah, uh, out of three. Um, so it is very good. The only yeah. thing me and John was asking for was more hazelnut. Yeah, more nut. It's more got, nut. We I need, need a more, more nut. nut. <laughs> if, it was, if it if it tasted like an alcoholic Nutella. I, it would be heavenly. <laughs> it would be, yeah, and you know, it's one of the best beers I've drank. So two and a half is high praise for us because we're not going to tell you to drink shit. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So what we're doing here, everyone's going to draw a card out of this stack, and whatever character on the card you have, to, if it's drawn during our game while we're doing this episode, you have to drink some of this. Uh, it's McHenry, I think that's what this this yeah. liquor is called. Uh, you have to drink a shot of it. Well, I'm not so. going to draw that car what's between your legs. Yeah. Just, well, just get out of your dick. Don't reach for the goods. <laughs> don't reach for the goods, AJ. Okay, so John, go, go ahead and draw a card. <laughs> see uh, who you get. Do we show the card? No. no. Yeah, you can. You have to vocally say who you I have. I got Saucy 10. Saucy 10. <laughs> Why couldn't I get somebody cool like Han or yeah. Lando? Oh wait, that's not who I thought it was. Wait, who'd you get? Powerful. 
Tarful. <laughs> Tarful. You didn't get Chewbacca. Now, then Chewbacca. I got Jar Jar Binks. Yeah! <laughs> Jar okay. Jar. So you guys remember your people and put them back in the stack? Okay. Okay. Basically, Tarful is Diet Chewbacca. <laughs> I got Jar Jar, so I should remember that. Yeah, and mine's Saucy 10, so I'm going to remember Saucy. that. Saucy. 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 <laughs> Okay, so basically these rules are pretty simple. If you draw a uh, black card, you have to take. If you call, uh, you draw a red card, you get to give. Okay. Seconds. So that's how it works. And if you draw a king or queen or whatever, we're not going to do any type of crazy rules. Just kind of throw them to the side. <laughs> like X's. Anyway. <laughs> Bunch of we bitches. got rid of them bitches. No. <laughs> okay, so this movie had a budget of two hundred million dollars because there was a bunch of practical effects. Uh, Ron yeah. Johnson's probably the next George Lucas or Steven Spielberg when it comes to practical effects. They um, also felt so confident about his abilities they gave him his own trilogy that's standalone. Yeah, yeah, because they actually wanted him to direct the first one, The Force Awakens, which was you know a New Hope copy and paste. <laughs> um, we're not here to talk about Force Awakens. I mean, we'll talk about Force Awakens, but this episode isn't about Force Awakens. It's yeah, about, it's about Jedi. It, yeah, it's about Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's about Star Trek. It's about, you know, Picard taking on, you know, Snoke and, you know, yeah, ship battle. And then the, the Klingons versus the First Order. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what this movie's about. All the nerds are, like, <laughs> super raging right now. <laughs> you guys don't know the fucking difference between Star Wars and Star Trek. <laughs> we know it. We, we know what the know. fuck it is. But yeah, and the, we'll get to Star Trek eventually because there's some, there's some hate on like, oh yeah, especially yeah. into darkness and then beyond. People didn't like beyond. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like Obi Wan killing Captain Kirk. You know, but... <laughs> sometimes Another you just million, gotta behead a motherfucker. Really a Falcon always going into warp. I mean, uh, light speed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, but this movie made 1.3 billion dollars. Doriel. Billion. <laughs> Billion. With a B. And one of the most successful toys that they had that came out of this movie was the Porgs. Yeah. Really? Obviously. They made a shit ton of money on Porgs, man. Porgs were super successful, and they were just kind of convenient. They weren't actually in the original script. On the place that they were filming, um, the Jedi temples, Yeah. At uh, which was, um, what was um Michael Skrellen, is that what it's called? Uh, I, I'm horrible see. at pronunciating things. But anyway, they have these birds there called puffins. Yeah. And there's just they're they're uh, protected species, so they couldn't remove them or even attempt to remove them. So what Ryan Johnson thought was the best thing to do was just CGI them in, <laughs> and he came up with porgs. That's pretty And neat. that's the reason that Porgs exist. Yeah, the name I of the island is a Skellig Michael. Skellig. And it's a, it's an Irish island. And it's basically the island that they shot Octo, which that's the, what it is in Star Wars canon. It's called Octo. That's the island that's like the first Jedi temple. That's right. where Luke is when Rey catches up with him, you know. But the actual island in Ireland is called Skellig Michael. And, um... and it's fucking ancient, too, because they had monasteries there. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's pretty much what I had. I mean, Johnson cut an hour of shot footage out of this film. 
Uh, it was supposed to be way longer. It would have been like four hours. It would have been like a Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson director's cut if he would have totally watched Star it. Wars. <laughs> like, if it was like four hours, I'm like, I'm down. Yeah, it's like Lord of the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lord of the Stars. <laughs> so, um, Luke Skywalker in this movie calls a lightsaber a laser sword. And the only other person that's ever called a lightsaber a laser sword is Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Whenever he was a kid, yep. Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah, Menace. And um, Rose—that's prequel it, reference number one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a lot of prequel thing. I actually think that this movie is closer to being inspired from the prequels than they are uh, to the original trilogy. Which, Especially Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I mean it's um, you know a lot of the hate. Um, probably comes from this uh rose and dj was written to be finn's angel and demon on his shoulders things that he struggles with this is what ron johnson specifically wrote both of those characters so rose is like a good part of his conscience and dj is the part of his conscience that tells him like you know don't do this man because even tells him he was like don't join you know don't join them do your own thing man be free yeah, because that's so. the demon on his shoulder, his devil telling him, you know, to do one direction, and then Rose is the other direction, telling him like, no, stay and fight, finish what you started. Yeah, and you then know? then when Finn tells him, you know, you'll regret this or whatever, uh, after he betrays him, he's like, maybe. Yeah. And he walks away, and he's that was totally improv by Benicio del Toro. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Well, when you got somebody this talented like Benicio, you you let him kind of work his magic on screen. Yeah, I think that's one of the yeah. good things about Ryan Johnson because he kind of lets his actors go wild with it. Like they're he like, "Hey, I want to do this," and Johnson's like, "Do it." Yeah, yeah. we'll see how it looks. <laughs> if you're, you're the character, you know the character. Go with it. Yeah, yeah. go with it, and that's that's a sign of uh, that's a sign uh, of a good great. director. Yeah, that's a sign of because most of the really good ones have it. You know, Scorsese has that. You have a lot of directors that have the, they let their, you know. Michael Bay. Do, <laughs> <laughs> no, he lets their actors. No, 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 that's the opposite of what we're talking I about. I think you fucked that up, AJ. <laughs> uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in this movie. Is he yeah, a he's trooper? The, yeah. He's uh, slow him. and low. He's the one that does the uh, voice for that alien. He's like, I told them punks not to park on the beach. Mm. <laughs> it's like, what oh, the he's fuck? that alien? Yeah. <laughs> The like the, the kind of like the redneck alien that's yeah. like they sh- I told them they couldn't park there. <laughs> yeah, and it's actually it's actually funny because uh, Mark Hamill was telling Ryan Johnson that he wanted to play a CGI character, and uh, because he's done it before, and uh, so Ryan Johnson let him play the uh, alien that's trying to put money into BB-8. Oh, so the drunk all, alien? Yeah, that's, so that's all motion captioned uh, by Mark Hamill. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> and he also he also motion he also motion captured all the way when he vomited on BB. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. He like vomits over him and stuff because he's all drunk and messed up. Yeah, it's also pretty funny later on when like the uh, when the the little uh, what the fuck are those? They're like horse dogs. They stampede through the casino. Oh, yeah, that's pretty that, cool. And that dude, he gets, like, all those coins buried on him, and he's like, yes! <laughs> and all the, yeah, and the... the he's, like, buried in coins. He's like, all this money. I'm rich. The scene that probably should have been, like, podcast racing. Podcast racing. Podcast racing. Podcast racing. Let's do that. Let's see who can finish an episode first. <laughs> <Yeah>. We win. <laughs> yeah. Episode over. Yeah. <laughs> 
But no, it, like seriously, the only gripe I have with this movie is instead of making them those weird dog things, it should have been pod racers. Mm. But yeah. Ryan Johnson had a reason why he put those animals in there because he was trying to tell, a, a, he was trying to make a point with those, with the uh, the the horse dogs or whatever. I, there's a term for them, and I don't remember what it is. Okay, but... so do you think that Ron Johnson's trilogy <coughs> maybe could be based off that kid? The the little the little kid that pulled the broom to him. Yeah, the, at the, the kid end. the kid that has uh, force abilities. And well, they... that's I, I can see that because that's the way Ron Johnson works. He's, like you saw some of you know, his, his his previous movies where he did uh, Looper. You know, it's, yeah. it's a very complicated, very smart movie. He leaves the you got to really think about what he does. Right, so he could have just yeah, he could have just threw his main character of his trilogy in this movie, because that right there could have been one of two things. Like, here's the person that's going to be the lead in my next movies, or he could have just, or he could have just been showing you know uh, the forces trying to balance itself out, you know by giving other abilities to people but i just don't think that's what it is because there was a lot of focus on that kid whenever they were on that planet yeah yeah and even before they got to the planet <laughs> and his other his other stable mates too it's like a, it's like a it's like a little girl it's like a little black boy who's doing the thing where he has the luke skywalker and he's telling the story about luke facing down mm-hmm. the first order so it almost it almost kind of looks like like finn ray and poe where it's kind of like, sort of like those kind of three characters, you know? Yeah, so Ron Johnson could be writing his story inside that story. And, yeah, that'd uh, be kind of interesting. To because see I think if you're going to make another Star Wars trilogy, the way you have to go with that is you have to, for Star Wars fans, because we know how they are, they, they're very nostalgic, they, they, they love the original trilogy, it all has to feel like that. If you're making a movie about it, yeah, it really does because they hated the prequels because it didn't feel like the original trilogy. I love the prequels. We love, yeah, they're fine. We did episodes. Me on and them. Steve love back. the prequels. Yeah, so you can go and then make another trilogy, not based on Skywalkers or whatever. Oh, that's a discussion there. Yeah, it is a discussion. Yeah, but yeah, this is a discussion. And that's uh, the discussion that we're probably going to have right now. <laughs> yeah, this discussion is probably about to happen right now. But let, <laughs> it's let, heated. Let, it's let, heated. That's for sure. Yeah, let me finish. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, what what's what's going on is Ron Johnson's probably going to make a trilogy inside the same timeline of what's happening now in the Star Wars universe. That way, everything that's going on in his trilogy can be familiar without him using the same characters, but being inside the same timeline, which would give nostalgic to Star Wars fans, and it might be able to succeed. But if you're going to go in the past or way in the future, Star Wars fans are not going to like that. And I I just don't think they will, unless it's a TV show. I don't know. To me, I think... I think Star Wars fans really grasped onto the Old Republic a lot. It got extremely popular, but it was a lot of nostalgia to that. It was introduced slowly. It had a lot of games to it. It was well, well done. I mean, they done a lot of... Bioware did a lot of work with those. But that's a video game wherever you're allowed to choose the path that you go on, like Fable. 
it's very fun to decide if you're going to go light and dark on the, the, the video game. It's a lot harder to do that in movie form. True. But I think the difference is, is that if you go by the, the kind of canon storyline that they had where it was like, you know, Revan was a Jedi and then he turned and he turned Malak with him. Or she, because Revan can be a she if you decide to be a female character in that game. In uh, the old in uh, Knights of the Old Republic, the original game, but I think the whole point is that a lot of people were like, "Yeah, but the Old Republic lasted for a very long time, so you don't necessarily have to tell the story of like Revan and Bastila and Darth Malak. You don't have to necessarily tell that story because that's been done in the video game. You already have that story, and I mean, unless you know Lucasfilm's like, well, we're going to reintroduce that stuff and make it canon." Where those stories are the actual like prehistory before the original Star Wars, you could do that. But you could set something inside of that universe or in the universe in that time period, where you're like ten thousand years before the original trilogy happens, before a New Hope, basically. I I me personally think that that moving timelines in Star Wars is too infinite to make movies. If you're gonna do that, you make it a TV show. Because when you do that, you have a problem. Because the problem is Sith, Jedi, Origins, whatever. Those stories have been told already inside of Star Wars. So that's a solid thing. Now, if you go into the future and they continue to have the same problems with Emperors and Rebels, then you're just thinking that the entire original trilogy is pointless. Right. So, because, you know, that's supposed to be the that's supposed to be the story. The story is of uh, the Chosen One, a prophecy that the Skywalker, a Skywalker, I guess, would bring balance to the Force. It was supposed to be Anakin. It wasn't. Um, so it's supposed to be somebody else. Was it Luke? Yeah, it was. But then these other ones came along. So do you think ultimately that the true balance of the Force might happen with Kylo? Kylo is a balance of the Force because he's constantly battling between the light and the dark. But he has to find a balance to balance the Force. And if that's what happens in the end, you know, I just don't think Abrams goes that route because it's Abrams. If it was Ryan Johnson, I would say that he would take enough risk to do that with Kylo. Yeah. Kylo would be the hero because he is the Skywalker in the story and the uh, trilogy See, is about the Skywalkers. I agree with you. Yep. I believe that <laughs> the main between episode one all the way to nine is about the, the family of the Skywalkers. Right. The family of Skywalkers. That's that should it. be what it's all about, period. If you want to go to make a you know, Han Solo movie, make it about Han Solo. You know, right. just make exclusively him. If you want to expand that universe in, into into his thing, do that. If you want to make like like Rogue One, I thought it was good. It kind of expanded on like, okay, well, who got the fucking plans? You know, who, how did that happen? What was going on? What was the story behind that? I get that. Don't throw anything else like Jedi or anything like that, because that's that's Luke Skywalker. That's Episode One through Nine. That's their story. Right. That's exclusively. Their story. Don't like that's one thing that I that's one of my biggest bitches right now with. Uh, the, the newer episodes because it's like they're too focused on Ray. Well, who the fuck is Ray? If Ray's nobody, why and she, she doesn't have a plan in story? That's fine. 
But she shouldn't be the main character. It should be fucking Kylo. We should see more Ray. Kylo than Rey. Ben. Because he is the main character. Or Poe Dameron, because he's obviously somebody, I think. Because... You know what? <laughs> me and Steve came up with a name for what Poe should be called instead of Commander Dameron. It should be Mega God Emperor. <laughs> it should be Mega God Emperor Poe. I'm not gay or anything, but he's a hunk. <laughs> damn you, Oscar Isaac. And your, damn you, Oscar yeah. Isaac, and your superior acting ability over everyone in this movie. <laughs> and, your, and your handsome, rugged-ass charm. Yeah, you son of a bitch. You scoundrel. You make people cry when you reunite with a fucking machine. Yeah. <laughs> son of a bitch. You guys are alive. Where's my droid? <laughs> Where's my droid? He needs a droid? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... He's so sensitive. I mean, <laughs> looks like that with R2, man. He gets sentimental with R2. Yeah, we've seen him rubbing on his head at the... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, polish that dome, Luke. <laughs> polish it up. Polish it up, get those wipes. <laughs> it's lonely in space. It's lonely in space. I've been asleep because everybody's been looking for you and they didn't think to turn R2-D2 on. Yeah. Bunch of fucking idiots. No, no wasn't it like R2 switched himself off? Yeah, he, he did. Put he power shape. Yeah, he was like in low power mode. He was okay, like, I'll draw this, the I'm first done. card. Okay, I got a five. That's Dexter. You guys Dexter. remember him? Prequels. Is that prequel? Yeah, yeah. that's the that's, uh, that's Obi Wan's buddy. From yeah, the that's Obi Wan's buddy from the diner. Yep. So I got Dexter, and I can give five seconds to AJ. All right, five seconds. <laughs> that's what she said. Mm. <laughs> that's good. When your love life's like a rodeo, and you can only last eight seconds, it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Life's like a rodeo, so ride her hard for yeah. all eight seconds. For all eight seconds. <laughs> oh man, I just I, I, I feel like we should just play some Garth Brooks. <laughs> that I got damned old friends and lo- oh, that's the wrong fucking song. We're talking about rodeo, man. We're talking about friends and low paces. Well, that's the song I knew. <laughs> You never heard the Garth Brooks Rodeo song before? Yes, I've heard it. I forgot it, though. Fuck, I was about to question if you're actually Steve or an alien. Okay. Uh, Alien (laughs) Steve. Okay, AJ, you draw a card. Draw a card. All right, who's this motherfucker? That's, uh... Time Melbourne. T- t- time, time Madan. That's the guy that's that Obi-Wan... That's one handsome motherfucker right that's there. That's the guy that Obi-Wan meets when he goes to Utapau and so he finds yeah. the Grievous there. Give four seconds. Steven, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a dick. What a ding-along. Man, the, uh... Okay. Let's sing the ding-along, sing-along song. But, uh... Let's dig into some hate, shall we? Let's dig into it. <laughs> Holy fucking shit, is there some hate for this movie. This might possibly be the most hated movie we've done so far. Um, I Because like I went on to IMDb like I usually do, and you can actually filter again by, by comments, like worst to best. And... There's I forgot how many like comments there are, but I think it's like over like five thousand comments or yeah. something about it. And I scrolled for ooh, about thirty minutes and I found nothing but one out of tens. It was it was like a cesspool. It easily, was like easily uh, love or hate. 
Yes. Period. This movie, point. either it gets a 1 out of 10 from people that just hate it and thought it was a waste of time right. and a terrible movie, and then you find the people that gave it like a 10 out of 10 and they were like, this is fucking awesome. This is a great way to continue Star Wars. And people were like, I'm looking forward to episode 9 because this movie's badass. You know? So it's hey, very much like a yin yang kind of thing. That, where it's that's like, the difference between hatest and beyondest. That's right. the only difference. <laughs> right, yeah. So, um,. One of the things that I noticed when I was going through the IMDb comments was that a lot of the same things repeat and people a lot of times end up having the same nitpick and things that they didn't like. So I was like, I wonder if maybe there's a different way to do this because basically I'd have like one one person's comment that would cover like, because I had one of them that was 25 comments long. It was 25 individual bullet points of things that they thought were bullshit about the movie. And I do still have it saved. So I might go through maybe a few of those here and there, just as like small nitpicks that uh, that pe other people brought up. But I was like looking around online, and uh, I, I'm subscribed to the Vox channel on YouTube. And Vox had, does like a lot of like writing. They have a lot of like video articles that they do, and they have some interesting stuff because sometimes they have political things on their YouTube, and sometimes they have like economic things. Like it's it's kind of an interesting little like uh, kind of a video magazine. You go on their website, and they have articles as well. So, I was like, I wonder what they have on Vox about Star Wars. And what do you know? They have an article on there about The Last Jedi. So, this, um, and uh, I, do have, I do have this saved in, like, truncated fashion because I didn't want to read the entire article, like, right, verbatim. Right. Because if you want to read it, you can just go on Vox and, and look this up. But this article was written by Todd Vanderwerf. And uh, Vander Worthless. <laughs> High five! Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, uh, but the the title of the article is called "The Backlash Against Star Wars: The Last Jedi Explained." And, before uh, you before you read that, draw a card. Oh, okay. Uh, I got Shmi Skywalker. I got yeah, Anakin. Shimmy, I got shimmy, Anakin's shimmy, mama. You're the dad. Yeah. <laughs> what and, the fuck? And it's a three, so a I'll three. give. Three seconds to myself. <laughs> okay, that's allowed. <laughs> so I can so I can finish this beer. He was thirsty. Yeah, thirsty motherfucker. Thirsty for Zoe Saldana. Anyway, um, so aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, I'm a stop. That's some uh, that's some tasty chocolate milk right there. Yeah, milk's all you know. Luke's, I mean, uh, all about that like blue milk, green milk stuff. Chocolate milk, Zoe Saldana. Let's do this. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's right. But, uh, the... you know, AJ didn't know the difference between Emma Stone and Emma Watson recently. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. No. Did you, did you, did you fuck that up? Yeah. Really? He, was like, like, up. he was like, who, wait, who's that? Which, which Emma's what? And I sent him the pictures of them, and he was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Emma Watson's from Harry Potter, oh and she's not bad looking by any means. She's no. she's very no, cute. She's super sexy. Emma Stone Emma just Stone's feels like she's from a different planet. Yeah, sometimes. But Emma Emma Watson, she's pretty hot too. So you know, props to her. But I'm just uh, not good with names. Period. Yeah. Pictures and faces. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Emma's, like, Emma's are more. awesome. We do if a lot of stuff. If you want with your names. daughter to be beautiful, name her Emma. <laughs> One of the Spice Girls was named Emma. Anyway. <laughs> well, that fucked my shit. <laughs> I just shot torpedoes into your whole theory. Uh, <laughs> well, they're the older generation. Newer generation, Emmas are beautiful. Right, yeah. Emma Roberts. 
Even hell, even Emma Thompson. Yeah, Emma, Emma Thompson, Thompson. Yeah. Back in the day, even now she's still pretty hot. Yeah. For you even know, her, her age. Emma Dickon. <laughs> yeah. Just get that. Um, <laughs> did you Did you get all that? Okay. Um, but the uh, the the kind of like the tagline for his article, for Todd's article, uh, was uh, why the latest film in the galaxy spanning franchise has proved so unexpectedly polarizing. Um, so. The main thing with, like, Last Jedi that I think is that just to kind of, like, preface all this, was one of the things that I've always talked about since we started doing this show was that people have an expectation, and when they don't get that expectation, it pisses them off because movie didn't do what movie was supposed to do. Everybody wanted Snoke to be this awesome master that lasted through the whole thing, and... Yeah. Some twist where he's well, somebody special. But we've and, already been there, done that. But yeah, we 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 are gonna talk about Snoke in detail, but because uh, Snoke. Comes oh, I was up about to this. rip that apart right now. Right, I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna do this in some kind of an order here. Um, but uh, the the thing that I think that happens is is that sometimes people forget about like some of the things that go on inside Star Wars, and the first point that comes up is it says too much progressivism. Progressive, yeah, sure. Okay. It's yeah. the, the the story is is too progressive, right? So I'm gonna go ahead and just read it. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. So let me let me read what what Todd wrote here. Is is he literally saying there's too much story? Well, no, 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 no. Let me let me get into what he's talking about here. Okay, okay. I know. So he says uh, in the early more in the early going of the backlash, this was an easy culprit to point uh, to point to. The broad strokes of the Last Jedi response sure looked like the broad strokes of Gamergate or the backlash to the all-female Ghostbusters remake. And there are lots and lots of tweets uh. and user reviews and responses that focus on the idea that the film's strongest characters are almost all women who usually know the right thing to do, while its most, uh, most evil characters are white men with complexes about being given what they think they deserve. Okay, uh, yeah, this, this is something <laughs> that we're probably going to hear throughout, but... It's not actually the case, because Haldo is definitely in the wrong for most of her command until the end, because Poe is actually doing the right thing. She is 100% doing the wrong thing, because she just watches people die. And if she knew what the plan was, was backing out to a resistance base, she should have told the ships in front of her, and let them be destroyed, but after they evacuated, not 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 just letting them die. That's that's a villain, in my opinion. She did one good thing, which was sacrifice herself to to hit light speed and to to the ship. But she let what three other ships get completely destroyed? No, it's more than that. Holy shit! No. So, yeah, they lost almost their entire fleet. And then her best the commander, end. just because Leia demoted her, wouldn't tell him anything? You know what? At yeah. that point, I'm sorry, no disrespect, fuck Leia, use Poe. You don't just disrespect your best person in the entire resistance. Yeah. Yeah. You use him. <laughs> But, you uh, need something done. You need to keep them in there. You're in command. You gotta now. have people that's, that's you know confident that can do it. Yeah, right. Poe's a guy that can do it. He's a guy that can save you. That's why kind of like he... she demotes him until you know it's not just using your head. You know you gotta do all this. Don't you it's not, not just jumping in an X-wing and blowing stuff up. Sometimes you then know. he turns around. You know, kind of, you know, permission to go. You know, get an X-wing and blow stuff up. Yeah, yeah. Permission granted, which means 
you know, the demotion wasn't even really, like, a thing anyway. She was just kind of pissed at Poe for, like, destroying was, her bomber fleet. It was a good point because, yeah, he did get overzealous with it. He wanted them destroyed, though. You know, he... Because he, he even he says lesson. if you start an attack, you have to finish it. Yeah, that that's we that can't was just his bail mid mission. Because you know he was like the opportunity to take out a dreadnought is something we don't normally get. They've never taken out a dreadnought before. And honestly, the bomber fleet that got destroyed was actually on the bombers. They did nothing to stop it. I mean, they were just kind of dumb and just you know they were they, poorly made. I can tell you. Those <laughs> things were. Because if, if TIE fighters can take those things out, those bombers weren't really built very well. They're too volatile. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't really... And I mean, there was only two people in each bomber, so... Yeah. So you, you kind of wonder at some point, and Leia was pissed about losing the bombing fleet, but the Poe's point was that, like, this strategy definitely can work by taking out the surface guns, which also is, you know, a pretty awesome part of the movie when Poe hits that, like... That afterburner jet and like starts heading straight towards the uh, the dreadnought. Yeah. And then they're like, "What the hell is he doing?" And he Hux basically he just starts like dodging in between the shit and just starts like like taking out the surface cannons. And it's like he's removing the surface cannons. Yeah. Yes. Well, the the guy's like, "He can't take the ship down." He's like, "He's not trying to take the ship down. He's trying to remove our surface cannons." Yeah. So they basically have no <laughs> artillery on the on the on anywhere yeah. on the ship. Bring the bombers in. All they got is all they can do is take care of the fires. Yep. Here he comes, here he so he had a he had a good idea, and he still holding for General Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna get into some of that later too. Uh, but um, but to continue on what it says here, because I haven't completely got to the end of the point that he's making, uh, it says um, in particular as Dave Schilling points out at Birth Movies Death, which is a, another website, uh, the Last Jedi is more or less a metaphorical depiction of the baby boomer generation. A generation that featured a lot of white dudes, good and bad, in positions of power, handing off leadership roles to younger generations, particularly millennials, who tend to be more racially diverse and to advocate having more women in positions of power. The series' millennial good guys are a young white woman, a black man, a woman of Asian descent, and a Latino man, which is Poe Dameron, because Oscar Isaac is actually Hispanic. Well, Well, it's not 100% Hispanic. Well, he's partially Hispanic, yeah. Close enough. For this, for this argument, what? <laughs> for this argument, he's he's a Latino man. Uh, well, it's wait, Mal- so he's saying he's Latino, but he's barely Latino. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's millennial bad guys are two white dudes. Uh, but yeah. saying that there's a lot of cultural anxiety around this particular generational handoff is an understatement. When you consider that Star Wars fandom has long been presided over by white guys, it's natural that this would lead to angry policing over what Star Wars is and isn't. And that policing can be ugly and lead to toxic fandoms in which people who aren't white men don't feel comfortable. Yeah, that's, that's completely wrong. So, uh... <laughs> he's overthinking the fuck out of it. Yeah, because... No, the... he's just over-hating it. Right, yeah. He's just... Like, literally, what I just heard there was... I hated this movie because there were too many girls in it. <laughs> and too many, like... It's too much, too diverse. Too many people. It's too, too, many, too, many, too many aliens. Too many too too much many, racial diversity. Yeah. Too much normal stuff that's in it. Look, you can't you can't compare these movies to the original Star Wars movies. Um, as far as diversity, there was what um, three women in the entire original Star Wars movie. There was uh, Mon Mothma, Leia. And there was one more. And 
Aunt Beru. <laughs> yeah, Aunt Beru. Aunt Beru. That's really that's about it. it. There's three women in that the are original like Star Wars movie. Kind of main characters. There's more women in this movie than the entire Star Wars original trilogy. And that's what really pisses people off. And then there's a black guy. Yeah, social justice warriors coming in. Yeah, social justice warriors. And yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly right, AJ. Social justice warriors. They think that they're actually fighting for a cause or defending something by bashing the Star Wars movie. Making it worse. Yeah, they're not doing anything. They're they're making the situation worse. They're actually bringing awareness to hating things and giving people something to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. They're 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 causing more racism and more racial tension and more prejudice by saying these things. Yep. Because there's nothing wrong with women in Star Wars. There's nothing wrong with black people or Asians. Actually, it's supposed to be something where everyone's in it. You you people also I think have a tendency to neglect that there are Asians and black people and Hispanic people that serve in the First Order. Yeah, all There's of like them. There's literally They're Asians good? on the bridge of Captain Kennedy's ship, which basically, uh, you know, Kennedy was the, the uh, he was the captain that ran the dreadnought that, that they shot down. Yeah. And one of the guys that serves under him on the bridge is an Asian guy. Well, that's, that's another <laughs> thing. I don't, I don't know why people ain't say anything about the accents in Star Wars. Like the British accents, you got some Irish accents. I'm just like, come yeah. on, like, why ain't nobody bitching about that? Yeah, people have accents. There's going to be a subgroup about that shit. Sean Connery could be a captain in Star Wars. Well, the main reason that Lucas always kind of had the Empire as having British accents was, for one, he was shooting in England, and there was a lot of British actors around that he had at his disposal. And also, it's also kind of an allusion to the British Empire, which conquered a very large portion of the world. Yeah. Let's not for I mean, even our country at one point we were a colony of fucking England, so yeah. it we it's something that we remember a lot is you know British Empire type also, of mentality. We had to buy Louisiana it really good, from Napoleon. It makes right. a really good <laughs> yeah. like evil accent too. It's such a good accent, yeah. but that's also Obi Wan's accent too. Yeah. And it's it's kind of funny because you know Daisy Ridley has an English accent. And you have other English so accents the, on different people. Bodega, too. He has a British accent. Well, yeah, John yeah, Boyega is actually British, yeah. but he when he when he talks as Finn, he talks like an American. Yeah. You know, so it you know I I think that a lot of times when people talk about these like diversity things, and it's like, well, the uh, the the millennials, the young kids, the good guys like Finn, Rose, Poe. Ray, you know, that they're all like, you know, young kids and it's like seconds. diverse. Two seconds. Cleeg Lars. Lars all fucking Lars. Two seconds, AJ. Two seconds. <laughs> Daddy Lars. Da- oh, Papa Lars. You got burgled alive, Daddy. Oh, Pop Pop. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that the whole idea that like the bad guys are just like Hux. And British uh, guys. Well, it's like Hux and Kylo are like you know two of the main bad guys, and I guess technically you know I guess Snoke is like a white guy. I mean he's pasty. <laughs> he's played by Andy Serkis. He's played by Andy Serkis, so I guess technically Snoke is a white guy. He's, he's well, Andy white. Andy Serkis appearance. is from what Saudi Arabia or some shit like that. He's got fucking. He's not Serkis. I don't remember. He's not like full. Uh, he's not American. I don't think. I mean, he's, he's, he's from not, like uh, he's, he's from the Middle East. 
I don't remember exactly. You might have to like fact check that, Steve. But uh, but that's the thing. It's like when you He's look from Saudi Arabia, I think. But it's like if you even if you look back at like the original Star Wars, the Empire back then was mostly white people. Right. You know, pretty much everybody in the Empire back in the day was basically just white people. Well, that's the kind of the thing about the the old Empire. It, it was all like, you know, male. It had some women in it, but it was all like because the Emperor himself was very racist. He was that's part of his his character. He yeah. wanted no aliens whatsoever. No. Periods. The Here's only human. one that he even allowed to serve Thrawn. was Grand Admiral Thrawn. Thrawn. That was it. Only that's Thrawn. He's a that's because Thrawn was a fucking military genius. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so yeah, he earned that fucking respect. Yeah, yeah, Thrawn earned that respect because of how good he was. He'd be stupid to ignore how talented he was as an as an officer. But yeah. But this the first order, they realized that one of the mistakes that they had was that they perhaps didn't have enough diversity and they had to employ women, they had to employ, you know, all kinds of different races. Like, I remember when people were complaining about, like, wait, Finn can't be a stormtrooper because stormtroopers are white guys. It's like, what the fuck? No, this is, like, this is like 30 years past, like, Return of the Jedi. If they're trying to rebuild an order, the clones are Game long, long dead. Actually, long technically, gone. the clones have never even been white guys. No, yeah. because the clones themselves aren't white guys. They're based off Jango, who's, like, and he's, and the, in Jango, like, the guy who played Jango is Tamura Morrison. Who is from uh, New Zealand? He's an, he's an Aboriginal guy. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, he's Andy like a, Circus was born in England, but he was raised in the Middle East. Ah, okay. 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 So just ah. just for that. So AJ was kind of half right. He was right. Half he right. was basically raised in the Middle East. Okay. But he was born in England. Yeah. So and his parents were American. Oh, she's not okay. That's weird. Okay. But, so yeah, uh, he had all kinds of crazy stuff yeah. going on with him. He's a bad, which is why he's so diverse in his performances. Know, performances, yeah. He can act his fucking ass off. Right? Yes, he, he can. does everything. I mean, everything from like Gollum to King Kong <laughs> ain't got shit on me. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know to like like Snoke and like all kinds of different stuff. Because yeah, he's Ryan also... Johnson's a really huge fan of Andy Circus. That's why he ended up playing the Snow. You know, yeah, okay. Why. Uh, cause, and then he also is, um, he's also in Black Panther. Yeah. Yep. Cause he it's plays. Killed by Michael B. Jordan. Cause he plays Claw. Spoiler yeah. alert. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he fights. Uh, okay. So now the, uh, second big bullet point, the jokes are too jokey. What the, the jokes are too fuck? jokey. That it's makes Star sense. Wars. Oh my fucking god. Yeah, let me let me read. Come Go ahead on. and do your card, AJ, and then let, let me read. <laughs> Luminare Luda something. Luminare Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it. you gotta take that five, five seconds. seconds. I'll take my goddamn bitch. Goddamn. <laughs> uh, okay, so the jokes are too jokey, right? Yeah, says, that's a problem with a lot of movies. Jokes are just too jokey. Because you know? jokes are jokes. Because, like, They're you jokey. know, Thor Ragnarok was just so much of a comedy, it pissed me off. Was... Yeah, fuck, fuck that. Yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I don't like jokes in my movie. They're too jokey. But, uh, I hate laughing. <laughs> but it says, uh, of the nitpicky complaints, this is the most nitpicky, in that plenty of fans don't like The Last Jedi's sense of humor. And to yeah. be sure, the film has its share of broad jokes, which seem to be written in comic idioms that are slightly more modern than the original trilogy's more vaudevillian style. And the what? movie opens with Poe Dameron. Does uh, he know what a vaudevillain is? I I don't. Know. <laughs> it was a bad think... tag team in WWE. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, launching into an elaborate your mom routine, and either you go with it or you don't. 
and there are a lot of jokes. Even if you like 90% of them, the 10% that don't work are going to stick with you. In digging through tweets and other comments about this particular strain of criticism, however, I found an intriguing common thread. Common thread. A lot of people who found Last Jedi too jokey also made subsequent tweets where they uh, compared something in Last Jedi unfavorably to something in the prequel trilogy. And the prequels definitely had their problems with humor and self-seriousness beyond even Jar Jar Binks' antics. The Star Wars fandom own, own, fandom's own generational handoff involves a generation raised primarily on the original trilogy to one raised on that trilogy and the prequels, right as the movies and theaters are revealing themselves as more indebted to the original three films. It's an interesting theory, at least, and one that may explain many of the other criticisms. The only okay. thing I got from that... Hold on, let me go first. Yeah. <laughs> go. Dig into that, Steve. Is that his mom should have swallowed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for oh, real. Wow. This guy's saying he's overthinking the fuck out. But, but, like, but to, to me, Star Wars has always had that joke. It's, yeah, it's silly, it's goofy, but that's kind of what Star Wars is. That's that's the, the humor in Star Wars. If you don't like it, don't fucking watch it. Han Solo but was funny. Yeah. Leia like, had it, funny like, lines. But like, Will somebody get this walking carpet out of my way? Like the, the jokes, <laughs> you know? like, like right there, you know, Poe Dameron's coming up and he's talking, you know, it's all funny, it's goofy and stuff. I'm like, you know, I'll hold for Jennifer Hux, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then he and does all, all sudden, his threats and he's like, still holding. Yeah, yeah. still holding for okay, General that's, Hux. that's goofy. I, I, I have it. I have but an important it, it, communique. You know, it jumps <laughs> yeah. over to the, the bomber scene, and it's like, oh, it's serious. People are fucking dying. They're, getting, they're dropping like flies, and, you know, it's all sad and fucked up. And then they go to, uh, oh, shit. <laughs> What's his fucking name? Who are you talking about? God, he's, a, he's in the, the back to suit. John Bodega. Yeah. Uh, Finn. He's a, Finn. Finn. Okay. You're talking about Finn, yeah. Yeah, he, he, you know, he's in the thing, and it's all goofy and stuff. It's kind of more of a, a relief, you know, like, oh, man, so many people fucking died. Oh, that was fucking, you know, Cause, oh, shit. Cause when, was... Yeah, because when Poe comes back in, BB's like, you know, wait, Finn's naked and he's leaking yeah. all, all over the place. He was like, Finn, Finn naked, leaking? What? What are you malfunctioning? He's like, did you like fry like a circuit or something? Yeah. And he's like, oh, geez. He's like, no, no, there's no. So, I mean, it's more of, a, more of a relief. It's always, it's, that's just Star Wars at its heart. Yeah. But also, when he's prank calling General Hux on the bridge, He's what is he doing? For time. He's stalling for time because yeah. BB's trying to get that afterburner jet ready so that he can make his launch on the dreadnought. It takes somebody like say, like saying, "I think he's toying with you." And yeah, he's, like, he's just tooling. I heard himself. people yeah. talking about that, like you know, all you know, they won't say that in Star Wars. Who says tooling? It's like, come on. Yeah. yeah, come on! You're you're just being a. Bitch. That's just way too picky. You, yeah. You're saying that they can't use certain words now. And, you know, right. they, they can use whatever the fuck words they want to. It's Star Wars. It's yeah. an infinite universe. I think people are it's forgetting still got this across. shit is fictional. It may fictional. be in a long time ago in another galaxy or whatever, but it's still got to relate to you. They're going to use something familiar. Fuck. Right. Yeah, it's oh, like shit. something that people told said to George Lucas whenever he made the prequels. They're like, well, it doesn't look as real as the original trilogies. He's like, well, none of it's real. <laughs> Nothing's it's, real. Nothing's it's yeah. fucking Star Wars. He's, it's all fictional. Fantasy. He's like, what's the difference between Jabba, who's a giant rubber puppet, and somebody, you know, a character like Jar Jar that's made completely in the computer? He was like, all of it's fake. None of this actually exists. He was like, but people want to talk about the credibility of like Jabba as like a rubber monster with puppeteers and shit in him compared to something that's created in the computer. And he was like, all of this is fake. If you ever listen to the commentary track for Return of the Jedi, and I have probably like you know, 9,000 times. Uh, he talks about that. And he was like, people always complain about over things looking fake. Times. 
Yeah. It's over 9,000! It's over 9,000! Um, we just dropped Vegeta in here. Uh, but, uh... Dragon but, Ball Z podcast. The, right, yeah. <laughs> this is now the Dragon Ball Z podcast. This is the, this is the, uh, this is the Jingle My Dragon Balls podcast. <laughs> that is a great name for a Dragon Ball podcast. Jingle, Jingle My Ball. Dragon Ball. All seven of the balls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we might have to end up saving that for jingle, something jingle, later. Jingle, 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 I'm the Prince of All Sands! <laughs> <laughs> Nobody touches my balls. <laughs> Except Bulma. <laughs> um, Bulma fills all over them balls. <laughs> How do you think Trunks got here? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the future is now. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Nothing can stop the seed of a Saiyan. <laughs> anyway. I became more powerful because I made Trunks. Right. Um... But, uh, but yeah, it's kind of interesting how people want to talk about, like, jokes and stuff like that. And there's always jokes in the original trilogy. And it's like, people are like, well, these are, like, the wrong types of jokes. And it's like, how? You know, from, like, you know, even... No, Louis C.K. is the wrong type of joke. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But there's always been... There's always (laughs) been, like, humor in Star Wars. So, to say that, like, you know, this humor is, like, out of touch, it's like, look... You know, sometimes you you have to you have to have some levity in order for things to make you know to so you don't feel like you're just down the whole movie. You know, you have to have like funny moments just to kind of sprinkle in, just so you can kind of break everything up. Right. So you know, it, yeah, like, like the moment where Snoke is getting cut in half because he thinks he's all powerful and can read Kylo's mind. That was the that, funniest part of the movie. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, because he's just like, boom. And the reason the Snoke got cut in half and killed is because he's like, well, Ray's here now. And Snoke just said that he basically created this link to spy on me and then just totally betrayed my trust. Yeah. He wants me to be another Darth Vader, a fucking slave. uh, That's just not happening. This is over. Uh, There's no going to be no Emperor Darth Vader scenario in this shit. Yeah. I rule this motherfucker. We're still talking about Snoke early. We haven't got the Snoke yet. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna happen. It's he hard Steve not wants to, to talk, talk about, about Snoke, Snoke so fucking bad. I can taste it. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's, it's just gonna happen because <laughs> it's such because a big, that's next, Steve. Well, it's such a big part of this movie, though. <laughs> Yes, yeah, it is. a lot of the, lot of the bullshit right there. You know, because oh, everybody's Snoke. like, oh, was it Mace Windu that survived? Was it <laughs> Darth this Plagueis. Dark Plagueis that came back and all this? And then you find out, nope, he's just a seductive motherfucker that fucked with the wrong kid. With a Skywalker. <laughs> with a Skywalker. Because he, he wanted to challenge the strength of Kylo. And he wanted to say, "Oh, you're not. You're no Anakin. You're no Darth Vader. You're you're, Stronger. you know, you just got beat by a kid." Which, if you watch The Force Awakens, which we did, um, you you yeah. know that Kylo's not. Well, for one, he's already been shot by Chewie. A blaster bolt. A blaster bolt, which kills most people. Instantly, stormtroopers usually fly back about like four or five. He feet took it in the that. fucking ovaries. Did you and see he, that shit? Yeah, he <laughs> took it right there in his vagina. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, right he snatch. he took it, and then sword fought Ray. And if you watch that fight, he's winning. Yeah, he's, he's also fucking. not trying to kill her. 
He, he doesn't want to kill her. He's trying to he turn. still doesn't want to kill her in this movie. He's trying to turn. He's her. so got a boner for her. I mean, he's just yeah. He on. he is definitely in love with. What Ray. do you think when they did the force Skype? He already had his shirt off. Like you know, yeah, what? I'm just gonna like, walk around with my shirt off. He's like, he puts up it on. He's like, fuck that. He's like, he's no, like look man. at this shit. I spent all this yeah. time in the gym so you can look at these goods. I'm so man. hard right now. Look at the. I'm so hard right now. I just came back from lifting and I look like a fucking Greek statue. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say I hear voices. <laughs> Not like Randy Orton. Nobody looks like Randy Orton. Uh, but you know, since he's we're... like he's like shredded and shit. Like you know Andrew Garfield and the Amazing Spider-Man. You know, in it's just Spider-Man podcast. Yeah, it's now the Spider-Man podcast. We're only talking about Spider-Man. Yeah. No, we already I'm did that for Spider-Man. two episodes. We already we already busted our Spider-Man nut, so we already got that done. <laughs> <laughs> you can go ahead and draw a card, John. <laughs> okay, I got uh, a- a- Agent Kolar. Why do I keep getting these weird ass Jedi people? Agent Carlar has all kinds of crazy people. You can get which is a four. That means you take four. What's that? That means you take four. Take four. Okay. Is that? uh, Oh, because it's a it's a white. Oh, he's got a butthole, so he's got to do it anyway. Are you trying to look like a Klingon dude? (laughs) Okay, so I have. Shakti. 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 Oh, that's, that's that badass chick. Okay. Yeah, I take three seconds. Yeah. That's, She's um, a Tiki or Tiki or whatever. That's uh, Ahsoka's... Because uh, she brought Ahsoka to the, to the Jedi so she could train and be a youngling. Oh, that's right. If you watch, if you If you watch the Clone Wars... Uh, she she considers like Shakti almost like her other mom, you know, to a oh, degree, because like Ahsoka was brought to the Jedi by Shakti because she's There's the same. There's a deleted scene where she gets killed too. Yep, and uh, right. Revenge of the Sith. Right, it shows right. where she gets killed. Yeah. Okay. But Shakti always had a connection to Ahsoka, so oh, cool. yeah. Which, by the way, what we need to get Ahsoka in some of these movies, and we need to have Rosario Dawson be Ahsoka. Because, like, remember when they were talking about that on Twitter? That they were like, we seriously need to get... She's really big in Rebels. Her t- yeah. Because, um... And I haven't watched much of Rebels. I've seen some episodes of, yeah. like, the first season. Um, but I know that, like, eventually Ahsoka becomes a big part of it. Because she's one of the few surviving Jedi. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I, I loved Ahsoka in the Clone Wars TV show. Because she was really cool in that. I mean, it's also pretty cool that she's, you know, Anakin's apprentice, so... Yeah. You know. Babu Jill. It's a weird Jedi with fucking eyes off his face. Babu Jill. Pablo Jill. Looks like a damn Ratiki. Whatever you call things. Little fuck, fucking thing. Well, that means you take two seconds. <laughs> Jedi Master. Okay, whatever. None of them eyeballs. Master of none. Master of these. <laughs> That is season, sorry. Yeah, master of none. Yeah, D's are uh, on season. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll do one more, and then we'll start the next one. I got Yoda. No, Yoda. Yoda. I got an ace. What does an ace mean? That means Yoda? drink. <laughs> well, that's what the fuck we're doing here anyway. Yeah, that's what it all means. Okay. Drink. drink or drink not. Or drink or drink not. But, but seriously, <laughs> drink. Drink, 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 drink. Okay. So, now, since Steve uh, won't stop talking about it, let's talk about fan theories. Okay. Ooh. 
So it says on here, the movie, theories. the movie is uninterested in fan theories. Uh, remember the part where I mentioned the guy who's mad at Disney for making the so-called expanded universe non-canonical? On plenty of Star Wars message boards, there's always been a little anger at the new trilogy for not adhering to established expanded universe ideas like Han Solo and Leia being happily married or Luke running a Jedi Academy. Instead, the movie suggests that after Return of the Jedi came a, a slow de de uh, devolution into disappointment and ruin. Hey, just like how the 1960s panned out, right, baby boomers? And even if you can get with the new trilogy's ideas about how things ended up after Return of the Jedi, then The Last Jedi spends a lot of time, a lot of its running time, telling you that a lot of the things fans have obsessed about since The Force Awakens was released just didn't matter. The 2015 film was directed by J.J. Abrams, who never met a mystery he couldn't tease. But Johnson immediately squashed many of those mysteries in Last Jedi. Who was Snoke? Who were Rey's parents? Who cares? Last Jedi ultimately concludes. Rey is impressive because of who she is, and Snoke is just a distraction from the real villain, who turns out to be Kylo Ren, who is all the more terrifying because of his ultimate choice to embrace evil. But these storytelling choices weight the characters' choices more heavily than their destiny. And if you spend a lot of time over the past two years trying to prove that, say, Rey is a Kenobi, well, you might find yourself disappointed at the casual disposal of something that seems so important to the last film. <clears throat> okay, so, all right, just to start it off, fuck your fan theories. I don't give a shit. They're fan theories. Usually, most of the time, they're not right, or they're really fucking dumb. I, I'm sorry that you spent the last two years writing garbage-ass fan theories that real... Yeah, thinking you're right. Yeah, real writers and directors are just like, that's garbage. Uh, so they didn't add that. So you think that they should care about your, your fan theories? They shouldn't. Uh, they, they, they shouldn't even read that shit. If you're a legit director or writer and you read fan theories to base your shit on, you're garbage. Yeah. It, 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 your stuff doesn't matter. It doesn't. Your fan theories are just, you know, we have fan theories. They're just kind they're just of for a, fun. Yeah. They're just fun. You know, we, we it's just do, for speculation. Yeah, me yeah. and AJ, it's we do fun. fan theories about Game of Thrones all the time. I'm always but, fucking right. Just just making it out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we actually do get pretty right sometimes, but a lot of times we don't, and we don't get pissed about it. We just keep watching it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, oh, they didn't do exactly what I wanted them to do. Fuck this show. That show would be garbage if they did exactly everything I thought they would do yeah. all the time. I like getting surprised. Yeah, know, so. why would I watch that show if I could write the show? Right. <laughs> but also, fan theories are kind of like assholes. Everybody has one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying don't keep writing them because they're interesting, they're fun. You go on Reddit, you read fan theories. I love fan theories. People they're... post little like nuggets of things every once in a while on Twitter and like, they're like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Like, like my biggest fan theory, and it's one thing that I, cause I, I came out of... Uh... The Last Jedi fucking pissed. Like, the first week, I was like... No, yeah, tell us, AJ. Fucking... Tell us the story of how you hated this originally. I, right, Yeah, right. when I came out of theater, I was fucking It's story pissed. time by AJ. I was, uh... <laughs> yeah, I was basically throwing shit. I was, I was pissed. I was really pissed. He texted Steve, this movie's fucking terrible. It's fucking terrible. It's garbage. Don't watch it. I'm gonna pee on the fucking poster outside. You know, I'm gonna do all that. You know, fuck it. But, uh... <clears throat> I went to work, you know, doing my normal thing, and... It kind of, it grew on me. I started thinking, I was like, you know, that, that's actually kind of smart, you know. You know, if I was making a movie and I was a director, fuck the fan theories. You know, I'd do it my way. I'd do it right. I'd make it complicated as hell. 
because that's what Brian Johnson does. He's what he did with Looper. I was like, all right, you know, thinking about it, that's smart, that's smart, that's really smart. That's, it, it was done right, all right? Started thinking about it. Kept on thinking about it. It grew on me, and it grew on me. And finally, I was like, Steve, let's go see it. we got to go see it again. i got to give this a second chance. <laughs> I was like, I, it's, it's grown on me. We went and saw it, and I come back out, and I was like, all right. It was well done. It was well thought out. It's not what you think it is. It said, fuck everybody else. It said, fuck JJ. It fucking, you know, the fan theories, all that shit. The guy made a movie, and it was fucking well fucking made. That's all. That's really all it is. Yep, it, that it, that is no well. To it. That's how he you, didn't. He didn't give a shit about your crap. He made the movie and he made it a oh, fucking. He just made a damn good movie. And I still don't think we kind of realize what's going on because it's kind of like Empire Strikes Back. A lot of people hated that when it came out. Same thing with this. A lot of people yeah. fucking hate it, but exactly. it's going to fucking grow on you because it's not done yet. Yeah, and a lot of people yep. consider Empire Strikes Back as their favorite. Yeah, of the, the, Star of the Star Wars, Wars. movies. But yeah. actually, me and John, before you came, were actually talking about that, that The Empire Strikes Back was one of the most hated Star Wars movies of the original trilogy. Look, I, like, my <laughs> uh, my fan theory was, because I, I was pissed, I was like, oh, you know, you didn't go to her, you know, Ray's background, and kind of pretty much said, you know, which was, it's true, you know, if you think about it, who gives a fuck who Ray's parents are? It doesn't matter. Ray is Ray. Period. Exactly. That's all it is to it. And know. now but, in the third one, that actually takes pressure off J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Because he actually did want her parents to be somebody, and he still might. She still could be someone else besides what Kylo said. It's the same thing with uh, fucking Snoke. Like, who gives a fuck? He is who he is. He's there right now. If you want to do a story later, sure, whatever. But right here in this trilogy, it's not about Snoke. Yeah, Ryan Johnson was like, I have too much story to sell... Uh, to tell to give a fuck about twist right you know ron johnson's like i'm gonna say you know because because jj abrams did have different uh view of who ray's parents should be right and then that's that's a known fact uh, ron johnson even like told him after the movie came out he was like you might have different theories but i didn't give a fuck about any of that yeah because yeah. I wrote my own script. My, my biggest theory, and I was sold on it like a motherfucker. It was like, Ray is fucking uh, the Emperor's like granddaughter or daughter. Because I like her lightsaber. <laughs> her lightsaber skills are exactly the fucking same. Lightsaber thrust, everything. It was, well, well, let's really not get this twisted. On it. And I love this movie, and a lot because, be cool. you know, Poe Dameron's kind of like the main character. I'm pretty sure he gets the most screen time out yeah, of everybody. And he, there's, there's a lot of Poe in this movie. Yeah, and he kicks ass. That's sexy and, fucker. God, yeah, that's sexy Oscar Isaac. <laughs> Motherfucker, you get us every no, you're time. Not gay you son of a bitch. You hot son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, you get a lot of him, and, you know, Finn's great because he's such a conflicted character, even yeah. though the only problem that I have was his greatest accomplishment was kind of taken from him. Like, if he would have actually sacrificed himself to save the right. Resistance, that would have been, Other like, brothers. the greatest end. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Rose kind of fucked that up. Rose, you know, Finn was... That's how Finn has to end, really, to me. 
I thought it was because, great. I, I thought it was great story. Like, like he's like, no, uh, uh-uh, no, I'm not having this. They his pose like, we got to retreat, man. Him. We got to get back to the base because we got we got to plan for some other shit. And he's just like, nope. And he just like turns his I'm not like, turns his microphone up. He's like, nope. Uh, he's like, I got to do this. I'm too close. I got it. I got to finish what I'm doing here. I'm not yeah. gonna let them win. And it shows them. some growth with Finn because Finn, for the most part, he's the guy that as soon as some shit goes south, he's thinking, how the fuck do I get out of here? Yeah, he's yeah, done he's, that for two movies where he's like, I kind of need to fucking get out of here. But this was kind of him going like, I'm tired of fucking running. The only direction I'm going is not away from it, but to I'm it. I'm going straight I'm to going it. straight for that fucking cannon to take that out. Yep. And then... Die trying. Yeah. And Rose... I mean, I was kind of shocked when like Rose cut him off. And, and the, the line that she says to him was Ryan Johnson, I think, talking directly to the haters. It's not about destroying things that you hate. It's about saving the things that you love. And to, for me, that is Ryan Johnson speaking from his heart through Rose's character. Well, because uh, yeah, and you you have a me, different idea about that. Steve, well, to me, but. it's like the the end of Wonder Woman, wherever she's like given like a twenty minute speech about love instead of actually fighting. You know, they kind of embarrass like the villain Ares or whatever, and it's like eh, I love the movie up until the ending. And then it's like she's like talking for like five minutes while she's fighting in a slow motion, and I'm like, that's not it's great. Monologue, yeah. <laughs> it's monologue. It's too much. I, I mean, I she's liked it. you know she's just too much, and I'm like, you know, I'm not really big on those cheesy over talked endings because I respect the characters, like even the villains, and the villain just got disrespected. Uh, to the most part. Because he's just like standing there listening. He wouldn't do that. He hasn't done that the whole movie. Why would he do this at the end? I mean, and, and like the Rose thing where she's like, it's not about saving the things. It's like, okay, that's a great line in literature. But in the scenario, um, I mean, she basically could have just saved him temporarily if Luke didn't show up and then had the entire resistance get killed. <laughs> I mean, literally, that's what she was doing. Like, she was like, I saved this one guy for, like, 20 seconds until this cannon kills everybody, (laughs) and then we die. So, she wasn't really saving anything. She was just really hoping. Like, if Luke didn't show up, they would have all died because of Rose. So, that wasn't really, like... A life-saving moment because they would have literally all died. Yeah, like that, that, that kind of had me because I was like, yeah, you know, that, but this kind of. For people that say that like the women in this movie can do no wrong, really, the women in this movie make some big mistakes too. Yeah, Leia, Leia's pretty me. perfect in this. Leia, oh, no. yeah, the only thing that she does um, is like when she hits, uh, when she hits Poe with the, um. The uh, the stun. the stun the stun mode on the blaster yeah and like knocks him out and she's kind of like what okay she had a plan we didn't yeah, right. she knows she was doing nah. it. <laughs> it's like look Han's not around anymore <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna talk shit about Leia I'm, no I'm not really uh, um, but uh, but yes. I think that the uh, I think the main thing is. The radar guy. Okay, so well, that was a jack. I don't know what I don't know what the count is for that. Oh. Okay, so I got Lobot, um, two. So I get two to John. Okay. Lobot, also known as like Lando's right hand man. Yep. I got. I got. Who the fuck? 
Baru. Oh, Baru. Okay. <laughs> I got Aunt Baru. Who the Young. fuck is Baru? Yeah. Young so, Aunt Baru. So the great the great thing about Star three. Wars though is pe- people Steve, can have. Three. Okay. <clears throat> All right. That people can have different opinions about things that go on in Star Wars, and that everyone can still love it. Because you can dislike certain things about Star Wars and like certain things about Star Wars and still like the movie. You don't have to hate it because of two or three things that you might have didn't like about it. You can still love the whole movie. I mean, this is probably like... You can you can stop doing that. <laughs> stop fingering the bottle. Stop fingering the bottle, AJ. He but pretending it's a bubble. <laughs> uh, he hasn't fingered anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, mena, mena, mena. Oscar Isaac. <laughs> you rugged motherfucker. No. <laughs> but but, uh, but as far as like the like people like hating how like well all the all the fan theories and all the shit that they did in Force Awakens they just brush it away like it's bullshit. Good. And it's like yeah. It's like the the thing I think for Brian Johnson was he was like that's JJ wants to do that because JJ even that's his style of even direct. yeah JJ likes doing that because he kind of likes leaving some things ambiguous where you kind of fill in the blanks and you kind of fill in the story that you think it should be because even because I watched like his TED talk where he talked about the mystery box and like. Yep. The mystery box is what you want it to be. And he was like, he's like, sometimes as a director, we give the fans too many things and then we spell everything out and it, it doesn't keep the mystery. And he was like, I like having the mystery because it's it can be whatever it wants to be. Ryan Johnson's like, that's cool. That's your style. I have a different style. And in my style, Snoke... He's a dead who, It's like, who is Snoke? Snoke is a bitch. <laughs> hey, it was That's like, who Snoke is. If J.J. Abrams directed The Last Jedi, Snoke probably would have been around for the next one. But oh, yeah. Ryan Johnson's idea was like, he's not the main character. He's not the main bad guy. Uh, if we take him into the next movie, he's going. He's basically going to be like Emperor Part yeah, 2. Part we don't want that. We don't want another Emperor Darth I Vader scenario. I don't want scenario. New Hope Part 3. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't want... Um, because Darth Vader was the main villain through the whole thing, and the Emperor gets killed by Vader. Uh, he yep. was just like a a play piece. Snoke didn't need to be that. Right. Kylo can hold his own, especially yeah. when you have someone amazing like Adam Driver. Playing. That's actually one one thing that I got I got to bring up. I almost forgot about it. It was a uh, came out last. Thursday or Wednesday, a fan actually got thought I uh, caught a uh, a boo boo on the uh, the fight between Ray and the uh, Royal Guards, where like the knife disappears. Yeah, it's dual wielding. I was like, well, that's one blooper. You know, it's the movie isn't fucking perfect. You know, by any means, but I can't, the way it looked, it looked like he kind of he knew like the guard knew he was gonna get her like from the behind and get the knife into her or whatever because most of the scenes where the the guard would get in the like Kylo and all that, they were kind of more of like it was more of a personal fight. It wasn't like a, I'm yeah. gonna fucking kill you. It's more like I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm gonna torture you. I'm gonna beat you up, and then I'm gonna kill you. Right? Because all of them wasn't really trying to go for the throat. They were all trying to get him from behind and choke him out and stab him and hurt him and stuff like that. Yeah. So like when the guard kind of like turns, it almost like he kind of throws his hands out, like he threw the blade down. And then kind of come up and get her from behind and put the knife to her throat. Yeah. And that's kind of what it looked like, but 
the, the way the fans were talking about it, it's like, oh, you know, it just disappears magically. And maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. It's kind of hard to fucking tell from that angle because the angle's kind of from like a 45 degree, like pointing at Ray, pointing at the guard, and you can't really see what's going on. Yeah, because so I watched this earlier just, today. It's somebody just nitpicking the fuck out of it. Yeah. Well, and it could You could find bloopers in any fucking movie, honestly. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the, these scenes are shot in, like, different takes. The, the, those fight scenes aren't shot in one in, uh, continuous role. That was a big scene. That was a complicated scene. Yeah. Unless um, you're Keanu Reeves and John Wick, he does a lot of stuff in one take. Yeah, he actually does a lot of things in a row in one take. <laughs> Just had to throw let's that Let's go out there. ahead and get Keanu Reeves in Star Wars. Checkmate, bitches. Let's go <laughs> Everyone dies. Keanu kills them all. Yeah. We we will know the ending. It'll be like, okay, well, Luke's gone because, you know, he sacrificed himself to save the Resistance, you know. Ray, she's in Ray. love with Kylo, basically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kylo has a thing for her, too. I mean, he, he's, had, he's had opportunities where he could have killed her. Okay. And then, and you know, didn't. let's just have Keanu Reeves show up somewhere in the middle of the next one and just kill everyone. Yeah. And be like, balance. Balance, yeah. <laughs> but Balance. that's so. It's funny you say that because that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about. When you think about it, and everybody wanted to have the theories about like, well, who are like Ray's parents? Is she like you know? Is she important? Is she Luke's daughter? Is she some kind of like lost child of Han and Leia? Yeah. And like that kind of stuff. And there's all these different theories. Maybe she's Obi Wan's granddaughter. Maybe I actually care so little. Uh, I give no. Fuck and there's that. also people that were like, you know, well, Zero. maybe because I even saw like one theory online where they were like, she's the uh, she's the granddaughter of Qui Gon Jinn and Shmi Skywalker. Yeah. Because they yeah. said that Qui Gon probably got on with Shmi before they. Oh left yeah, Tatooine. they definitely banged. They probably banged. We I think we banged talked about hard. this before that they they probably did it because Shmi Shmi wanted to sell some some Qui Gon. Oh yeah. And he was yeah. like, you know, who what? wouldn't want some of that Qui Gon? Yeah, it's Liam. Neeson. I mean, come on. <laughs> have a certain you... set of skills. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Yeah. He has a certain set he of skills. He does have a certain set of skills. Yeah. I am not your daddy, but I am your stepdaddy. Right, yeah. But uh, there's all these different theories about what, about what's going on. And He's to me... He's great as fuck, too. And the, the, thing, the thing I think about it is that when they talk about, like... Because even, like, when, you know, Ray is kind of, like, training... Or when Ray is training with Luke... Uh, they talk about balance and like you know life and and death and like you know all these things like violence you know light and, and darkness and all these things you know violence peace everything and being in balance. How balanced is it to 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 me when I look at it? Kylo is basically a prince because he is the descendant of Princess Leia. Technically, he would be when Leia dies, he would technically have been the king of Alderaan, right? So he is royalty. Which He's also Alderaan is not. In existence. It's not in existence anymore. Now, Alderanian people still exist, but their planet doesn't. It's kind of like the Saiyans and... Or the Vulcans. The stuff. It's like the Saiyans, the Vulcans, in like different universes, like the Saiyans in Dragon Ball. Because Vegeta and all the different people... <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, the Vegeta and like all these different... like All these different, uh, you know, Saiyan warriors were like off-planet when planet Vegeta exploded, right? He's like so, the prince of like fucking three Saiyans. Right, I'm the yeah. prince of all Saiyans! All, three all, all four of us. All of us. Yeah. You, but, uh, you, and you. And then I am the prince of you. And then eventually <laughs> well, my then, son. <laughs> then, then who's the king? Aren't you technically the king of all sands, Vegeta? Yeah, right, yeah. Shit, he, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yes, I am. Is I'm the dynasty? What the fuck? Yeah. I am the king of all sands. Shit, I, I fucked that up. 
But it I've been fucking good. that because wouldn't he be the king of all Saiyans? He would be yeah. the king because his dad's dead. Yeah. yeah, but he respects his dad, so he's like, look, you know, I'm not, I'm not the king. I'm my still the prince. My dad died like a bitch. You know. He's like, my dad. I didn't think they just think like ah, Americans don't know any better. We'll just say the prince of all Saiyans. <laughs> it sounds really good. Even though, though technically he is definitely the king of all Saiyans. Yeah. But anyway, back to my <laughs> point, right? No, 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 so, no. We're just going to talk about Dragon Ball Z the rest of the show. Fuck this. I quit. I'm quitting. <laughs> fuck this show. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, my point is is that if if Kylo is a prince and he's essentially descended from royalty because Leia is technically considered royalty, what would be the balance of that? Somebody who has no parents, no lineage, nothing. nothing. And that's what Rey is. Well, Kylo that's not is, the balance of the force. That's just no, no, no. balance I'm talking of stature. I'm talking about balance of stature, exactly. Okay. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Because like, as far as like how they are in the force, you can say whatever about that. But Kylo is supremely important because he's a Skywalker. He's a descendant of Anakin Skywalker himself. You know, he comes from Leia. Leia's his mom, and she's oh, the gee. she's like descended from Anakin. That's even so, said in the first one too. Yeah, that you know he's fucking royalty. He's yeah. basically considered kind of like royalty That's because what, he's uh, a descendant of Leia. Santeca says. Yeah, exactly, and he has this supremely powerful, important bloodline, yeah. and Ray is basically a nobody. Yeah. So you basically get two sides of the spectrum. You get the spectrum from somebody who is supremely important to the story, and you have somebody like Ray who doesn't really have anything necessarily to do in this story. Because he even tells her, like, you know, you're nothing. You don't you are nothing in this story. You have no part in this. But part of it, I think, with that Ryan Johnson's trying to tell people is that you don't have to come from great beginnings. You don't even have to come from great parents. Some parents are pieces of shit. My dad's a piece of shit. Steve's dad's a piece of shit. We'll say that, like, on here. Mm-hmm. You know, neither yeah. of our dads are really that great, you know? So the main thing is is that you are not defined by your lineage. Even if Ray was descended from somebody like Qui-Gon or Obi-Wan, and you had to take time to explain how the fuck you get to that, because Obi-Wan never had a wife, and technically neither did Qui-Gon, even if he did bang Shmi. Um, the, Definitely did. The point is, <laughs> the point is, is that uh, Ray doesn't necessarily have to be anybody to become somebody because she is not defined by who her parents are, and that's why when she's in the uh, in the weird dark side cave, when she falls into the dark side cave, and she goes up and she's like touching the ice and stuff. And it shows, like, the mirror, and she was like, show me my parents, you know, like, you know, show them to me. And she's doing that, and then basically, like, it, it kind of, like, it glares over, and all she sees is herself. And it's basically the, the basically kind of, like, the force telling her, like, the only thing that matters right now is you. Right. Let that shit go, because your parents didn't care about you, apparently. You know that. Kylo pretty much knows that now, because of his, like, force bond contact with you. And so it's well, like well, that force bond contact was manipulated by Snoke. But they still have it after he's dead. There's a lot of fan theories talking about he's not dead. It was all you know manipulation. I mean, how the fuck do you? I mean, I, I mean, he's cut unless in half. he's not there at all. It's, it, was a, it was a for, so, force illusion, is what they said it was. I mean, I guess it's that, a force illusion, but his body literally fell off of a throne. But here, his here, body fell off and clunked against the ground. He's fucking conveniently, dead. Conveniently, in front of a uh, fuckface. So, 
I, that's the that's the fan theory going on now. So. That's an interesting fan theory. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but we, there... we know how we feel about fan theories, though. <laughs> okay. Well, it was a pretty, it was a pretty extensive theories. one. It was talking about how he was, you know, how he's he's walking around in a couple scenes where he's kind of fatigued just from walking around and talking and whatever. In that that particular scene, he's not fatigued. He's doing a lot of shit, a lot of force stuff, and all of a sudden he's just like. Blah, 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 blah. He's got all this energy, and also he gets cut in half. Then you know they still got the force bond and all this kind of stuff. And it's 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 a pretty good theory, but I don't think it's true. You know, yeah, because kind of yeah, that's would, an interesting theory. It's, yeah, it's pretty interesting. But, but but see the thing about that is yeah that that makes sense. But also you gotta you gotta know why would Kylo tell her that she wasn't anything and she comes from nothing. But also whenever Luke sees her. He asked her, who are you? Who are you? Yeah. Because Luke has a feeling that she's someone important. Probably. Um, I hope the fuck so, shit. Main <laughs> fucking character, basically. And then, there's a lot of different ways that the thing where, like in the cave, wherever she's like, who are my parents? And she sees a bunch of versions of herself. There's a lot of ways that can be interpreted. She doesn't know who she is. She's on some fucking drugs. And she doesn't know who her parents are. And what if someone that was already dead could manipulate the Force into not letting her see herself or her parents? True. So these are things that make sense also. And those aren't fan theories. This is me talking. Because why... I mean, her if her junkered parents that sold her for... Beer money. money. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was her parents. And when she asked who her parents was, what's the problem with showing us those fucks? Yeah. There's no problem at all. You yeah. can just show them and then be done with it. Kind of like seeing a character that supposedly dies, you know, but you don't see their death on and the screen. It, they're not dead. Yeah. yeah. I mean, That's the I golden don't, rule there. I don't care who she is, honestly, <laughs> because I think she's one of the weaker characters in these. But if you're going to go that route, where you're like, well, her parents are nobody. Just show them, well, and then like, get it like, over with. It's like me. That's that's that's, like, that's my biggest pet peeve right now with this, the, the the new Star Wars. Is it's Ray. Like, why is she just so abundantly so good at the fucking force, just out of fucking nowhere? Yeah. Why is she so good at like all this mechanical stuff and and lightsaber? Like, where she's just coming out of yeah, fucking I'm, blue. It's why, the force. Okay, well, kind of explain that a little better. Too. Why are you so much powerful than Luke, and we've never seen you be anywhere clearly? Yeah. Like, you like barely they, got any training. Right people now. keep saying you're more powerful than Luke, but I've literally never seen Luke. it. That's I, my only. My big, no, big, I mean, big, the, you know, but even like articles are written about it. Like, oh, well, she's clearly more powerful than Luke. I was like, I've literally never seen her do anything that's better. I think than people Luke's are just done. they're misinterpreting like what she can do. It's like because I she mean, doesn't oh, even know a lot of times what she's doing. Oh, and the, exactly. And yeah. the only reason that she's able to escape from the from that that torture chamber is because she when she touches that lightsaber in Force Awakens, who is one of the main people that actually speaks Obi-Wan to Kenobi. her by name? It's Obi Wan talks to her. And he, who's the who's the main person who uses the Jedi mind trick in these movies? It's Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan tells her how to use. The Jedi mind trick. She's being, I think to a degree, she's being sort of like ghost guided by maybe some of the Jedi. Well, we see, there's got to be some truth to it because you see fucking Yoda. Yoda I guess my turn, up, Which was an yeah. awesome fucking scene. So I got Owen Lars. 
Owen Lars. Yeah. It also it also it, it broke ground Give him four like, seconds. with that because you gotta think, okay, well Force Ghost can do some serious fucking shit. He had lightning fucking just come out of the sky and he just zap a fucking tree. Yeah. That's that's crazy. You hadn't seen a Force Ghost do that before. Nope. The same thing with the uh the light speed crash. It was great it was great to see yeah. Yoda. Yes, it was. In puppet form also. Yes. Just Frank Oz on set. That was pretty awesome. It was amazing to see him. Like, I was thinking maybe that, Obi-Wan would that, show off. John, about the, the, the light speed crash that, that supposedly broke um, Star Wars I think some of this stuff is in there. I have to rem- I remember because the, the next thing is about plot holes that people didn't like. I got Yeah, they said it was um, plot holes. Like, oh, why did somebody just get in a TIE fighter or yeah. something and light speed into a fucking Death Star? Blah, 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 blah. I got, I got Low Gray. <laughs> He's an Ewok. Ewok! Hell fuck yeah! Yeah! <laughs> I can give five seconds. AJ. <laughs> Alright. But, uh... To AJ, because he's a dick. <laughs> I got a big dick. Not really. I'm not, my shit's like two inches. Yeah. <laughs> he's so sad. He's a sad guy. <laughs> so sad. He's seven foot two with a two inch dick. That'll <laughs> <laughs> be NBA. NBA, don't matter. I'm right. in the NBA like be dazzled. <laughs> yeah. Where he's like, I want to be famous. Right. I famous. I want to be famous. And then but like, uh, uh, but yeah, I, you know, it, as far as like uh, yeah. the whole thing with. You know, rating to be important, and, and when Luke is like, you know, who are you? And she's like, I'm here with the resistance. And he was like, No, why did Leia send you? You know, that's that's you know a, a, a thing that it's kind of interesting. So, so we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and move on, I guess, to the next main point. And we're still gonna probably talk about some of the theory stuff, but because it'll probably fine. come up again. But we'll go ahead and move on to the next big main point. I just drew Chief Chirpa. Chief Chirpa, that's another Ewok. Ewoks, Ewoks rule. Ewoks. I get to give six seconds to John. Okay. You sound like you're getting thirsty. Let's <laughs> see what I can get. Yeah, see ya. Who the fuck is this nobody? Rebel, rebel soldier. soldier. <laughs> Seven seconds. That's me. No, that's to someone can I split? else. Yeah, sure. What's uh split a seven second? <laughs> 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 nah, I don't get seven seconds. I'm thirsty. <laughs> You're giving seven seconds to yourself. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> that damned old rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got Garth Brooks in twice. Garth Brooks yeah. in twice. <laughs> uh, so the fourth kind of main point here. Is individual plot lines slash moments don't make sense. What? So it says, as with all movies of this scope and size, there are seeming plot holes in The Last Jedi if you start to pick it apart. One that kind of bugs me. How does Benicio del Toro's character know a very important piece of information late in the film? You can hand wave this away, but it takes a couple of logic leaps to do so. This is especially true of the film's pacing, with Ray's Jedi training seeming to take months while everything else in the movie takes place over a matter of hours. Which is something me and Steve actually had to talk about because I thought that everything pretty much was like done in like within the span of like two weeks. 
But then Steve had to explain to me that, no, Ray's timeline's a little bit different because she's kind of starting at a different point than everybody else's. Yeah, because Ray, Ray's timeline starts at Force Awakening uh, because that's where she is at the end of it. When Poe and all those timelines start, that's in the Last Jedi timeline. She, her timeline only catches up towards the end of the film. Yeah. So she's there a little bit longer than what it looks like. Yeah. So, because originally we thought maybe she's there for like a week, but she's there for longer than a week because she's on that island with the. You see a couple of night and day cycles. So, yeah, she's there so, for a while. Yeah, she's there for a while because for a while she can't get Luke to train her. But you got to realize that she's there um, before The Last Jedi starts. And The Last yeah, Jedi starts. Yeah, because yeah, it starts off with her at uh, Octu. And then it starts off with the Last Jedi. She's still there. She starts off with the with the Last Jedi. She's there. That's 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 the, that's the timeline. And it moves forward. Then you jump in time to the Last Jedi. Was going into Poe Dameron, their escape in the planet and the Dreadnought. Then it, I mean, that, who knows how long that is? Exactly, exactly. That's exactly yeah, two, what two, I'm two saying. Timelines. Because yeah. there is a lot of even in the original trilogy and in the prequels, there's some uh, time jumps where you might have a character that's in kind of a pastime, even if it's like a week or so, and you'll have a person that would be in whatever's the present yeah, time. Yeah, this is the same issue that people have with Game of Thrones, actually. Yeah. Not. People's like, oh, well, this happened this time. It's like, no, 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 no. no, no. That that's, happened. That's a big, it's a big thing in Game of Thrones. It's like, no, 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 yeah. that actually happened a couple months ago in this episode, yeah. and yeah. this is happening now. It's all now. happening at the same time, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not all no. parallel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, Star Wars have, is kind of the exact same way, and especially jumps. Ryan Johnson, like he, the way he does things, the way he directs, and, the, and he's he's very, very smart with the way he does things. I guess you, you just don't look at it and get it. You got to take your time and like dissect it and be like, oh, that's smart. Because okay. he's not going to explain it to you. Oh, no, he's going to show you what it is. And even Wikipedia, which is where I actually found out that it wasn't just like a short period of time that Ray was on there, because it's like Luke was on Dagobah for maybe a week or two, you know, and that's like because he wasn't trained very well before he went off and got his fucking hand cut off. Right. And that, <laughs> dumbass, you know, because he's like, I'm ready. My friends are in danger. He's like, No, you shouldn't go. And he's like, I'm going to save my friends. And he gets, Chow. you know, it's a trick. Uh, but yeah. But, uh... Darth Vader's yeah. a trick, man. Yeah, I mean, Darth Vader. What a trick. You know, that guy does <laughs> yeah. stuff. He, you know, tricked that pussy out. Uh, uh, <laughs> Padme? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, if you... If you I mean, you, wouldn't you be obsessed with, like, if, wouldn't you be obsessed with Padme if she looks like Natalie Portman? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Best yeah, dad yeah. war goes to Darth Vader. Yeah. Uh, but uh, then it gets on to, like, the second point, where it says... The most common complaint in this regard is that Finn and Rose's journey to the casino planet of Canto Bight is a slow, pointless distraction oh, from the so more hot. from the more immediately Im involving plots uh, involving Ray and Poe, and that uh, one that gums up the middle of the movie and doesn't amount to anything in terms of the plot. And I can certainly see this since the Finn and Rose plot nearly lost me the first time I watched the film. So. <laughs> The thing that I think about the casino planet, I think maybe the reason why people feel like, well, ultimately it's just pointless. Sometimes, no, definitely not. Sometimes <clears throat> things, missions don't work out, right? 
Exactly. Like if you look at if realistically, uh, realistically, sometimes even in like military things, like sometimes you have a plan and ultimately shit just does not work. If you look at the uh, Operation Valkyrie, which was the operation to kill Adolf Hitler, did it succeed? Nope. They had a bomb underneath Hitler's desk waiting for him to show up, right? And then he shows up. He shows up. The bomb is literally in there, and they don't detonate it until he's like been to his office and left. Now, he did take, I think it was, like, uh, pieces of, like, shrapnel from the building that struck him, you know, once the bomb went off. But that plan failed, right? They were going to execute Hitler with a bomb in his office and be done with him, right? Because there were several Nazi officers that were trying to kill him off. And that's, you know, and if, if you, even if you watch, like, the Valkyrie movie, you'll see basically how that plays out. But the, op- the actual Operation Valkyrie is well known. It's well documented amongst people who look at World War II. That was a total failure. Because they didn't really... They, they tried didn't. to assassinate that guy several times. Yeah, they tried to assassinate Hitler many times and it failed, right? And, you know, ultimately the only thing that took him out was he took his own life whenever they basically... Once once the Allies started to take Berlin or, and he knew that he was out of time. did he? <laughs> well, if you go by the theory that he fled to Argentina and yeah. got facial reconstructive surgery... His channel, and, yeah. Right. <laughs> but the whole thing about, like, them going to do this is that... Poe is basically like, look, Holdo will not tell me shit. She has a plan that was given to her that's like an emergency plan from Leia. And when he was like, could you tell Need us what the fuck basis. is going on? Yeah. She was like, you know, this is this is something that's between me and Leia. I know what's going on. And just just take my orders and go back to your chambers. Just do what you're, do what you're told to do, little boy. Yeah. And this is one of the things that I don't like about Holdo. Because people talk about, like, oh, Holdo's so brave at the end of this movie. The only reason she looks brave at the end is because she, she realized that she kind of fucked up a lot of things. And she lost a lot of people. And you can blame Poe for the whole thing with, like, losing the bombing fleet and say that... You know, his leadership was bad or whatever. At least during this movie, he is trying to get shit done. And when when Finn and Rose basically come to him and they're like, hey, you know, they have the ability to track us through light speed. So if we make another hyperspace jump, all they're going to do is they're just going to track us down again and we're going to be out of fuel and we can't run anymore. Yeah, it's kind of like in Star Trek. <laughs> Whenever. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek. This shit is not about Star Trek. But the middle of fucking goes into warp speed. I mean, not a fucking light speed. <laughs> Fuck. When Captain Kirk is on Kylo's ass. <laughs> but, anyway. But, uh... Uh, but the whole thing about that, the whole plot is like, you know, they're like, okay, well... Basically, what we need to do is we need to get into... Uh, oh, it's my turn. Well, just cut me off in the middle. Okay, it's a fucking medical droid. <laughs> give eight seconds. Off the wall of shit. Like, of okay. heart. Okay, I give, I give Steve eight seconds for cutting me off midpoint. <laughs> what a dick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the whole thing is is that... Uh, what When Finn and Rose basically go to Poe with that plan, and they're like, okay, we think that... We'll have the ability to turn the light speed tracking, the hyperspace tracking off because we have to get into the ship. Then um, uh, they basically tell it to 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 Poe. And are, what, what card are you looking for? Yeah, well, I, I don't have any seconds for any of those. So, yeah. These okay. are the good cards. You're getting all the good cards. <laughs> I don't have any seconds Prince for Leia, these. Leia, Han Solo. 
Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> fuck you, Steve. <laughs> He's some bitch. Padme, what the fuck? What a dick. Pit droids, that's horrible. Gee, you I don't have any seconds. And queens or... and kings. Okay, I have Mon, Mon Moth. Moth there you okay, go. Okay, I'll take this. Jeez. <laughs> what the fuck is But when they, when they give them that whole idea, and then, you know, it's like, okay, well, we need somebody who knows where to find, like, uh, like a hacker, basically, that can get us into, in, you know, past the ship's shields and, like, that kind of stuff. Then they call up Maz, and it's like, Maz, can you do it? And she was like, yeah, I can do it, but like, I've got like all kinds of crazy shit going on right yeah, now. She's like, she's like, she's like shooting <laughs> motherfucker. She's like flying around with so a jetpack. You know? I mean, you know, which, you know, and I guess maybe that's one of the reasons I like Maz Kanata, because like she's played like by Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o, and, you know, Lupita is life. <laughs> so, um, but... Um, so, like, there's that whole thing, and it's like, you know, you need to go to Canto Bike because there's a guy that I know that you can go find, and he can be your, your master hacker that will get you in through the shield. And the dialogue was fucking hilarious. Like, he sounded like he'd do everything. Oh, yes. Yeah. All the <laughs> silence is like, yeah. they're kind of like, fit, it's fit like you like, fucked this guy, haven't you? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's like, oh, yes, he can do everything. It's like, Wait, are, you, are you talking about sex stuff? Are you talking about like he's just like talented as a hacker? Like what the hell? Yeah, it's that's, a mystery that's, box. That's weird, Maz. It's a mystery box. She kind of is. she kind of has like she she has like a thing for Chewbacca where she she thinks that Chewbacca is her boyfriend, yeah. you know. And then she apparently likes that that dude, the you know the uh, the the code breaker guy, the hacker. Maz you know? is kind of an old. Uh... She's she's kind of like oh, yeah. she's the Blanche Devereaux of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a like... great. Wow, <laughs> I just went to I just went to fucking Golden Girls with a oh, reference. Wow, the you Blanche went to Devil Blanche. of the Universe. <laughs> well, see, like you will not get this on any other podcast. No, where we talk about Jeez. Blanche Devereaux. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> thanks for tuning into the Golden Girls podcast. <laughs> so, episode thirty four. What the fuck was Sophia doing? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I thought she should have chose the other dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <but> anyway, <laughs> what the fuck. Yeah, uh, let's see. Well, but the, the the side stories to me, like the little the subplot, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, uh, to me, I the thought it was plot. it had really good points to it. I mean, it was kind of showing like, hey, you know, these people are making a lot of money. They're kind of do- the whole don't join kind of thing. Yeah, you know, they're a casino. They're making all this money off being not good or bad guys, just exploiting the shit out of everything. Right. Mm-hmm. What yeah. they were really so, talking was... about was the fucking Illuminati. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Trying exactly. to take over the world. Yeah. That's what they're really talking about. In but space. that's but that's basically they're trying like, to take space over. And goddamn fucking Kirk, god fuck. Kirk was there. The he Falcon. was fucking everything up. He's More the one that implemented Benicio del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Star Trek fans, if like if they're listening to this, are going to be like, "What the fuck, Steve and AJ will not stop breaking that shut up." They're mixing universes. Get used to it. Motherfuckers are two different things. It's like, we know they're two different things. Stop, stop getting your panties in a bunch. They would have put Picard <laughs> in it, but he's too bald. Right, yeah. <laughs> My turn to Picard? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's, he's too shiny. He's too oh, shiny. You can only got, have one shiny bald thing. I got Biggs. Darklighter. Biggs right. Darklighter. Got Biggs. John, get three, bitch. <laughs> okay. Um, I know you're thirsty. <laughs> Uh, but it says, uh, when you reach the third act and the thematic impact of this plot clicks into place as Atlantic's David Sims has written about here, and he had in the original article he has a link to it. 
It says yeah. it becomes we more. Won't, we won't click on that. It says it becomes more impressive within the whole of the film. Put simply, Johnson's film on a first watch seems to have a lot of pieces that don't fit because he's not planning to to make them fit until the film's very end, mm -hmm. and that can be taxing to watch. Ultimately, to these watch. sorts of plot holes are in storytelling choices are less uh, of less interest to critics who tend to focus more on a film's craft and its themes than fans who like to pick apart the nitty-gritty details of a movie. And it argued that almost all of the so-called plot holes fans have brought up here ultimately explained away within the film or justified by how they play into the movie's overall storytelling structure. It's rare in this film that a setup doesn't pay doesn't have a payoff and vice versa, but they're not always when, you know, where you're looking for them and that can lead to confusion and consternation. So, but that's the thing. I think a lot of times when when you when you watch a movie, sometimes you might be thinking like, "Oh, well, that's that's kind of like fucked up." And then eventually, when you get to the end, you're like, "Oh, now it makes sense. I know exactly what they yeah. were trying to do." Right. Well, it's like just fucking pay attention, sit back, shut the fuck up, and just watch the movie and enjoy it. Yeah. It, Why are you it, picking this shit apart when you're watching it the first time? Yeah, and the the, the difference is whenever I got. When you got done finished reading that article, all I could hear was, wah, 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 I'm a little bitch. That's all this guy was saying. <laughs> Wee! You know? Get a pacifier, fucker. Right. But, the, you know, I think the whole the whole Canto Bite thing, it does... Yeah, and I even heard people that were like, oh, so, so Rose is totally into trying to free those animals because, you know, she remembers those animals from the planet that she came from, and she really wants to free those, like, horse dog things, whatever they're called. And it's like, but they totally could have freed those kids and gotten those slaves out of there. It's like, do you know how much time they have? They have fucking like Canto Bite like police basically looking for them because yeah, you can't they're just go like around sketchy children. Yeah, she could. And, they could just go around and be like, okay, all you kids are free, you know. Put them in a dangerous I situation. Kind of, right. I kind of uh, assumed whenever I was watching it that that was the planet that Rose was from. No, no, she's from a different planet. Yeah. 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 She is? Yeah. With she the same she's from animals? She's from a different planet, but those animals, I think, came from the planet that she came from. That's why she remembers them. They she recognizes them. They imported those? That doesn't make They imported sense. those animals okay. over to turn them into kind of like, so it's like, it's like horse racing. Okay. They got those animals from a from the planet like, that her and her, her like sister Paige were from. Greyhound racing. Yeah, so like, it's like horse racing, dog racing. It's kind of like that. Okay, that's... Because she's not from Canto Bight, but okay, she recognizes those animals. She says she's from a mining planet. She's from a mining colony, yeah, a mining planet. Okay, well... <coughs> and those those animals are familiar to her, because I think those animals are from, like, her planet, yeah. That's... that's Maybe she's got, like, a bestiality failure. That's actually kind of bad, because I don't really see how multiple, uh, the animals could be part of multiple planets. That's just lazy writing. But that's okay. No, they they stole those animals and forced them to race. That's the whole point. Did I mean uh, maybe uh, did you guys did you guys, did you guys didn't see that? They they took those animals yeah, and but forced them to race. Yeah, on but they two animal they species. They could just steal the animals. to survive on two different planets doesn't really make any sense. A lot of the planets on Star Wars have the same kind of like seriously, you're gonna nitpick that? <laughs> like, no, I'm not nitpicking anything. But that's that's. Why would they have like two different racing things? I mean, wouldn't they have their own thing to race? Let's just have podcast racing. Podcast racing, yeah. <laughs> it's the podcast racing. Fuck all that shit. Yeah. Uh, fucking podcast racing, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's like you know stuff like that where people are like complaining about the whole Canto Bite sequence and you know and that 
Like, ultimately, it doesn't really matter just because... just pod racing. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I think it would have been cool to have the pod racing, but understand why they put the animals in there because they're, they're trying to make a point that it's like, these people are just, like, rich assholes and they don't care about kids, they don't care about the animals, <laughs> they don't care about shit because, like, Which these kids... Which is basically that, what pod racing was. It was slaves racing for it's funny rich like they're people's they weren't, they weren't all slaves, though. That's the thing. Pod racing, a lot of those those people were just, like, celebrities, like Sebulba. He wasn't a slave to anything. He was just like, because pod racing to a degree is supposed to be kind of like F1 in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, you know? a lot of them were slaves, though. I mean, some of them might have been slaves. Like, Anakin was. We know that because he was, you know, owned by a hut, you know, basically. So, Anakin was. Well, most but, of them were owned by huts, whether it was debt or slavery. Yeah. So, most of them so were So, you slaves. could say, instead of saying slavery, maybe it's better to call them indentured servants. Like, they're forced to race I because mean, they're paying off I mean, you can word it however you want to, but <laughs> they were forced to do it. That's slavery. Yeah. When, <laughs> when Irish people came to America, were they slaves or indentured servants? Yeah, I mean, most people would call them indentured servants. You know, his, historically, they're called indentured servants, but they were, they were slaves. They had no choice. So, historically, if you're like, oh, well... You know, Irish people weren't slaves, but black people were. I mean, technically you're right, but basically it was the same thing. Yeah. I mean, There's it really was. Irish didn't have a choice just like black people didn't have a choice. So yeah. that's the same thing. The, the same thing with the, the, the horse dog things or whatever. <laughs> I mean, horse dogs. Whatever they were, I Space mean, horse I'm gonna have to Google what the fuck those things are just I so the, I. Their names didn't make any fucking sense. I like, mean, what? if you're gonna make it from a planet that Rose is from, just put it on that planet. I mean, I don't see any issue why they had to steal them from another planet just to race them from another planet. That doesn't really make any sense. They're going to go halfway across the galaxy to get these horse things when they probably have something like that there. They're rich assholes, Steve. That's the point. They're going to go to a totally different fucking planet and be like, yeah, steal all those fucking things because we're going to raise them and make them race. Yeah. <laughs> They're rich yeah. assholes. That's the whole point. This is nothing but a planet of, like, war like profiteers the, the and scene, scumbag assholes. The first Which, scene, you got the guy on, like, the, like, the little luxury yacht, and he's all like, shaka it's like, like, what do we? Yeah, the Mark character walking drunk and putting the coins in BB. Yeah, yeah. But since we're talking about BB-8, right? People fucking hated how like ungodly BB is in this movie. Even Steve had issues with BB. He was like, man, BB's a little bit too fucking good in this movie. I I thought that was. I mean, it didn't really. It's not really a thing. Worse, no. It doesn't really make me think about it that much because I'm like, it's whatever. I don't care. I mean, they, they make him very fantastical. Like, he's, like, tying people up and, like, strapping them down and kicking their asses and stuff like that. And it's like, that's not what droids do. They just kind of navigate ships. But, you know. Steve, I mean, who owns BB-8? It's Pope, but he's exactly. a pilot. So he needs BB-8 to navigate his ship. Not you to don't kick think people's ass. You don't think he's programmed BB to help him in some crazy ass situations? No, because in The <laughs> Force Awakens, he tells him to run. If he was able to kick 14 people's asses and tie them up, <laughs> he would have said, just defeat the First Order. <laughs> I Go mean, hard. but I don't care that much. It's just one scene, really, that he just goes off and just kicks everybody's ass, and it's not that big of a deal. But. 
it is fantastical. It's it's a little ridiculous because it's just like this droid can't do that, and you know he can't. There's no possible way he could. But it's a fucking movie, and who cares? So you're telling me he couldn't yeah. actually pilot an ATAT or an ATST? He no, he could ATST. definitely do that. I'm not talking about that. He could do that. He's a droid. See, because he can run mechanical stuff. Like when he, runs I'm the talking ATST. about whenever he basically kicks like everyone's ass that's guarding the prison with yeah, Finn and Rose. That's the ridiculous scene. The ATAT actually makes sense. The, you know, the yeah, because the he could he could definitely do that because he's a droid. Yeah. But whenever he's kicking actual people's ass, that shouldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> like he has pull the boot out and starts kicking people in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> like straight up in the ass. He turns that some bitch sideways like and sticks it straight up their candy asses. Like BBA was played by the Rock. You all know that, right? Yeah. They, they, put, they put the Rock in that little, little metal ball. Yep, and let him roll around. Dwayne Johnson is BB-8, so. Yeah. <laughs> he has the eyebrow and everything. Wouldn't that be kind of funny if, it, if they actually said, like, yeah, actually, you know who plays BB-8? It's The Rock. He was like, what the fuck? Oh, so you don't think The Rock can keep, kick 14 You put him in a giant hamster ball, and then basically it's just, it's like a tr- it's like an illusion trick. Where we make him look small. <laughs> You don't think BBA can kick that many asses? Well, you don't know because it's The Rock and he's sticking straight up your candy asses. Yeah. <laughs> if you smell what The, what the Rock is cooking. cooking. You're but, BBA. Uh, you can't say any of that in this movie. <laughs> you literally don't have dialogue. You're a droid. You're, an You're a droid. You got dialogue. He's like, no, 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 Jabroni. I'm going to get some dialogue in this shit. Right, yeah. Um... <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so then we get to what is the uh, the last of the main points, and this one's actually kind of lengthy. So I'll go ahead and just I guess just read this. Well, I guess we could probably pause in between if we if you guys catch something you want to immediately talk about. Okay, I think. Um, I think. <laughs> um, let's see. I got Wedge and, and Tilly. Tilly's. Wait, this isn't yeah. my turn. If what this, happened to Wedge and Tilly's? That's the big thing. Like, what the? Okay, fuck? well you draw them. <laughs> uh, I got Neem Nub. Need nub. <laughs> you have five. Five. I have to take five. Yeah, you right. have to take five. Okay. Um. Girl, girl. Okay. So. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I have Admiral Akbar. It's Admiral. a trap. It's, it's a, a trap. trap. I'm gonna take some. Is that what is that what people say when they see Lindsay Lohan on Tinder? It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. R two D two. R two. Speaking of droids that are, are pretty fucking godlike, what about R2? R2 could fucking do everything. I mean, he wasn't, like, just kicking asses, though. He said, like, droids on fire, you know. Well, he did that with, like, his rockets. I'm he did that with his like rocket boosters, He wasn't, yeah. like, tying people up. I thought he was more like a utility droid. He could do kinda, he's he's kind of like the jack-of-all-trades. Yeah, BB-8's a different type of droid also. Not yeah. I mean, like, if they casted Jean-Claude Van Damme to play VV-8, I guess. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate... I mean, it was funny, be like, and it's yeah, good. Yeah. I don't care about that scene, because, uh, the other I'm thing just saying he, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Just be honest, I just thought it was pretty cool that he, like, he like basically tied up all those guys with, like, the... Because we know that he has ropes built into his body. He has, like, like grappling hook type stuff, because yeah, that's, that's how he suspends himself in the Falcon in Force Awakens. Yeah. So, I'm like, he know th- I know that he has that kind of stuff. It would just be interesting to see how the fuck he managed to pull that off. I would have actually liked to see him do it, as opposed to, like, he just kicks a bunch of asses and ties up the guards, yeah. and then they cut over, and then Finn's like, wait, you did all this? Like, what the hell? No. <laughs> that would have been cool to actually see Benicio that. 
Toro's character, DJ, that's like, you did this? Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. It, it was DJ that did that. Yeah, okay, yeah. He was like, you did this? And he was yeah. like... <laughs> and he's kind of like, that's good work, man. That droid's yeah. pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, he, he liked the droid. Because he, they also stole that, that ship with... He stole that ship with BB's help. Yeah, BB-8 Because he was is? like, look, he was like, look, DJ stole it. And he was like, no, we stole it. You helped me, droid. <laughs> yeah, BB-8 is a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, look, the end, sometimes the ends justify the means, man. And sometimes you got you got to do some illegal shit. You got to steal a ship. It's for the greater good, man. Yeah how how is BB-8 post droid, but he steals a ship with DJ, who is obvious criminal. He's obviously a criminal. He's and in then jail betrays and them, and then they almost get executed. BB-8 just wasn't feeling Finn, I guess that day. He was like, <laughs> you know, if you die today, I'll at least have Poe. Yeah, it's like, Poe's my real daddy. You might have my master's jacket, but I still belong to Poe. That's my boy. What am I going to do if you get your head cut off? I'm going to pull your jacket off, and I'm going to go back to Poe. <laughs> I'm going to give it back to my, I'm going to give it back to my dad, Poe Dameron, yeah. Because I'll tell you, man, like, if, if, that, if, BB-8, if BB-8 ever gets, like, destroyed, if he gets destroyed in the third movie, you will literally see Poe Dameron cry on screen. Yeah, he almost gets destroyed in the the thing where you almost get to see a fight scene between Poe and Kylo and then they destroy the hangar bay so that fight doesn't happen so I feel like they're saving it for the third film. So, okay, that leads me to a point just like before we get into like the last big main comment, right? The the main issue of hate. Um, The... uh, we we kind of we were watching this back to kind of like like re- refresh our memory about this. They specifically show Luke's X-wing underwater, and Ray sees it. She sees the X-wing there. Right. They now, actually a lot of people purposely put the camera on the X to show Luke's X-wing. Now you would think that Luke basically put it in the water for the purposes so that he wouldn't be tempted to find his way back because he, as he says, he came to that island to die. He was like, I'm not leaving. I'm here until until I basically just reach my expiration date and I'm done, right? So how interesting would it be because Poe loses his X-Wing in this. And, you know, him and his X-Wing are like one and the same, right? That X-Wing is basically made that badass by Poe Dameron. How badass would it be that uh, when you get to episode 9 that Ray lifts that X-Wing up out of the water you know, and it's some situation where like they go back to that island because Ray is like looking for something else related to the Jedi, and she maybe she has like Finn with her, she has Poe with her as kind of like backup to help her, and then he's like, you know, there's something happens and maybe Kylo catches him on that island, and she raises the X-wing up out, and then like lands it, and then Poe can jump in, and that's his new X-wing, Luke's old X-wing that destroyed the Death Star. Yeah, maybe even as something like, um, uh, let's say that Kylo even follows them to that island and Ray actually loses a lightsaber battle to him, but he doesn't kill her, he just injures her. And yeah. then he goes to escape, and then she has enough strength to lift the ship up, and then Poe gets into it, and you can actually end a Star Wars movie with the star fight between the two pest pilots that you've probably ever seen in Star Wars. Yeah, because imagine a dog Except fight. Except Anakin. Yeah, know? imagine I mean, Poe's probably better than Anakin, but, I mean, Kylo is pretty amazing. We got to see that in the last film, but we didn't get to see Poe 
in the air at the same time as Kylo. Yeah. So I think we gotta got robbed of that because we think they're hiding purpose. that for episode nine. That but was they're dumb. like, you're gonna see a dog fight between Poe and Kylo, yeah. and it's gonna be badass because it's not gonna be like Vader chasing down Luke in the trench and stuff like that. It's gonna be like straight up dog fight. Like they're gonna have to do like fucking brake turns and try to like like for real dog fight each other like out in space. Because they showed off both of their skills throughout these films, but they've never showed them in the air at the same time. And same this against and each this other. one's purposely made them not get in the air together. So there's only gonna be one or two things that happen. It's going to be this way or that way. Uh, it's going to be either Ray loses a lightsaber battle to Kylo, which is very likely because Kylo is engulfed in the dark side now, so he will be more powerful. Um, because you've already seen Rey defeat him in a lightsaber battle, so Kylo could, you know, get that. If, they, if they're going for shock factor, you know, they might not kill her, but let's say he defeats her in kind of the same way that she defeated him. Left her kind of for whatever. And then Poe gets in a ship. Yeah. Or it could be the other way around where Kylo's trying to um, destroy something. Maybe even the entire resistance. And then there's a fight and then Kylo and Poe are kind of in it and then Poe wins that fight and then they crash. You know, Kylo crashes and then he has to fight Rey. Yeah, on the ground with no ship to I escape. Really, I really believe that Ray's going to have a double-edged white lightsaber. Like a staff lightsaber. Because she's been using like the staff the whole time. Yeah, like a Darth Maul like saber. Dark style. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very possible. Yeah, and, and she does have all the Jedi text now. She has all yep. the Jedi books, so she could learn how to build a lightsaber based off of like the, the textbooks. I got C-3PO. <laughs> C-3PO. Oh, 3PO. The Jar Jar Binks of the original trilogy. Anyway. <laughs> People don't talk shit about C-3PO, but, I mean, he basically was the Jar Jar of the original trilogy. That's also true. I have you Alec Guinness's Obi-Wan Kenobi. You son of a bitch. Uh... Which oh that's a nine no no Obi Wan's a ten. <laughs> <laughs> ten ten out of ten no actually ten ten. the Ewan McGregor Ewan McGregor is considered a king isn't he isn't he one of the kings or is oh. he no he's an is he an ace he's, he's an ace he's an ace clone trooper because speaking trooper. of like speaking of like uh, guys that are badass and shifts Obi Wan was not fucking terrible as no. a pilot he was pretty damn good he just hated flying he just hated flying but he was fucking really good at it yeah you know? I mean that that was the thing about Obi Wan Kenobi was he he was a great pilot <laughs> he just hated Fizzy, flying there's all kinds of beer bullshit going on right now Steve uh. fucked up opening a can AJ damn near spilled his yeah on my lap. <laughs> It's beer you one Kenobi. Beer you one Kenobi. Let me beer you one Kenobi. <laughs> beer me. Beer me. Uh, but um, so uh, let's get to the to the main. What are the main bits of hate? I think this is probably the thing that probably people hate the most about Last Jedi. What are you, what are you doing? Yeah, piss. 
No. <laughs> Bad. So, uh, we had a uh, clip queued up. You you had a clip. What what clip was it you were going to do? Uh, I'm going to play the clip of uh, Kylo and Ray versus the guards. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so here here we go. But it, it's kind of weird, though, because this is really just the visual thing. Well, there's, there's some... There's some uh... I know what I have to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. You think you can turn him? I cannot be betrayed. I cannot be beaten. I see his mind. I see his every intent. Yes. I see him turning the lightsaber to strike true. And now, foolish child, he ignites it and kills his true enemy. Cut stroke in half. <laughs> like a bitch. done that earlier when when you watch the movie where whenever um kylo goes in the chambers and snow kind of strikes him or whatever he would have done this earlier if he knew that he could take him right in the royal guards i think he knew that he could take snoke just not the royal guards just not the royal guards also so he needed ray so my thought is that whenever he seems surprised about the link in his mind, I think that was also a deception. Oh, like Kylo's fucking with him back. I think Kylo knew about the link in his mind and let it happen. And the reason that he let it happen was because he knew if he didn't, that he wouldn't be able to deceive Snoke and Rey. Yeah. Because whenever he gets that opportunity, he knows that Ray's going to help him mm -hmm. if he kills Snoke. He already knows that. Because let's say that if he didn't know that for sure and he killed Snoke, and she just killed him. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he didn't know for 100% certain that that tower was going to go down, he would have just basically lost her. Yeah. But she knew enough of him. So I think he let that link happen. Because if he's as powerful as Luke says he is, he can't be easily deceived like that. Yeah. And also, he's a fucking solo. 
<laughs> Solo does what the fuck he wants to do. <laughs> he's a Solo and a Skywalker. Yeah. So he's kind of like this weird mix of like Han Solo and, and a Skywalker, you know. I got a two eighteen medical. That's the one that heals uh, Luke Skywalker. That is one that yeah. When an Empire Strikes Back. Yep, that is interesting. Take yeah. nine seconds. Me? Yeah. I need a beer. No, there's no more. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you can drink some of this. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Better yeah. get yourself some of that liquor. <laughs> <laughs> nine seconds of that shit. Nine seconds of this. You'll be it's like, yeah, AJ, we got some moonshine you can drink. Yeah, for nine seconds. And nine AJ is seconds. dead. AJ is dead. dead. <laughs> um, That's Han dead. Solo. Right. Um, rest in peace, Han. Rest uh, in peace, Han. <laughs> but, um, and we're talking about the new movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to go see I'm Han Solo. Kidding. I'm just kidding. We're, we're going to go see, see the Han Solo movie. Because Al... Uh, uh, it's Alden Iron Aaron Wright. <laughs> really, honestly, people are going to watch this because of of Amelia Clark and Woody oh, Harrelson. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Donald Glover. But Donald Glover is Lando. Like, I think he's gonna steal that movie. I think he's gonna steal the movie because I've seen him in the new trailer, and I was like, now that I see this, he looks nothing like <laughs> Lando Calrissian. <laughs> He doesn't, but, you know, <laughs> being Lando is about being smooth and being a badass baby. Like, that's all that matters. So, could have got got a, guy, that. Got a little bit like yeah. Billy D. Williams. Yeah, you're going to be Billy D. Williams smooth, man. Only certain people can, can do that. But let's anyway. if Donald Glover can do it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, let's, get to, let's get to the last, like, super big piece of hate, right? So, it says, the character's journeys aren't what we expected. This is probably the fan critique that has the most, with the most meat to it, but it also ultimately is the one with the most personal spin on it. Do you think that Ray's journey in the film shows the slow dawning of her realization that she has agency in and of herself and doesn't need it, doesn't need it to be given to her as I do? Or do you think it's, it's, uh, it silos her off in the middle of a plot that takes the movie from her? Do you think that Luke Skywalker is an old man who learns a lesson about aging and wisdom or a cranky cynic who would never have become what he is? Do you think the movie is optimistic about the future or una unable to compete with the wonders of the past? What's interesting about the critiques of The Last Jedi is how often when you talked about them, many of the above criticisms fall away. You're left with a distinct philosophical difference uh, between people who love the film's insistence that the future can be better if we make it and those who don't like don't like the way it forces us to grapple with the sins of the past with the way it argues the rebellion might have won at the end of return of the jedi but is uh, but it largely upheld the status quo uh, or consider the way that the film seems as if it's largely left behind the central force awakens trio of poe finn and ray who are split up into three separate plot lines in last jedi in favor of a more more focus on kylo ren's journey through his uh, own indecision towards something darker and more foreboding, as well as Luke's journey from cynicism back to hope. I don't think this is a terribly accurate read of the film, where all three characters get full, complicated character arcs and are tested in interesting ways. But if you really key in on, say, Finn and Rey's interplay in Force Awakens, I get the disappointment. <laughs> uh, 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 says, This philosophical difference of opinion extends to none other than Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself. 
While Hamill has turned into one of the film's biggest boosters, he's made no secret of the fact that he disagreed considerably with Johnson's vision for the character. For his part, Johnson took Hamill's criticisms to heart and changed certain things about Luke's arc, though we don't know what. That push and pull no, between... No. <laughs> uh, well, I'll get to the end of this and then we'll, we'll dig into it. That push and pull between director and star resulted in one of the best performances in any Star Wars film, but its existence gave lots of fans leeway to question Johnson's intentions, as Vanity Fair's Joanna Robinson has written about uh, astutely. It's impossible to figure out, too, where any given Star Wars fan will fall along this divide. Consider this Twitter exchange between, uh, it's like two different users. Uh, it's clear that both uh, both huge Star Wars fans, but it's also clear that they were looking for very different things in Last Jedi. One found it, and the other just didn't. And if you think about that exchange for just a little while longer, you'll realize something key. What works about The Last Jedi for some of us is is also what doesn't work about it for others. And that's ultimately tied to what this film uh, what this film and this trilogy as a whole are. Okay. So, mo- <laughs> Dig in! <laughs> for most of that, it was just a bunch of bullshit. Like, he was just basically trying to compare two different trilogies to each other and you can't do that that's just nonsense but the debate between ron johnson and mark hamill isn't actually as complicated as you think mark hamill read the script and he told ron johnson i disagree with pretty much everything that you've written but i will try my best to bring your vision to life yeah, and he took to Twitter, and he complained about it and everything like that. But he played the character exactly how Ryan Johnson wrote it. There was no confrontation on set. Nope. It was before the film happened. He was like, "I don't agree with the direction that you've written, Luke, but I'll do it." And he even regretted even saying anything in the first place about. The direction of Luke. Yeah, it was just at the end. He changed his mind. I was like, you know, I'm actually going. Yeah, because whenever he eventually seen it, he was like, "Okay, now I see, right, what you were doing." But whenever you got to understand, of course, Mark Hamill is going to be very passionate about this character. This is the character that made him. Yep. Yeah. This is the person, this is the character that he's had the most, um, this, the biggest connection with. Because this is something that he had to succeed at whenever he was becoming an actor or he wouldn't even be known. And he's played great roles. He, you know, one of the best voice actors of any time is Mark Hamill. Yeah. And we wouldn't have any of that if he would have never played Luke Skywalker. Uh, so you know. Luke is very close to his heart because I, I just as kind of an experiment because I was trying to find something on Twitter specifically that he said as response to a fan, and I couldn't quite find it because I, I dug back like almost four months into <laughs> Mark Hamill's Twitter page. And one of the things you notice is that he posts a lot of stuff about Luke Skywalker. He said that one of his greatest moments that he ever had in his life was was uh, playing as Mark, well, playing himself, you know, as like Luke Skywalker on The Simpsons when he did his like Simpsons cameo. Yeah. He was like, that was one of the funnest times I ever had in my life. He's like, I love that episode because he was like, it was so fun being able to like be Luke Skywalker in a Simpsons episode, you know. 
And he posts, like, pe people post him pictures all the time about, like, you know, crazy Luke action figures. And he's like, that's awesome. I, I love what you guys are building. You know, you guys are making, like, you know, cool custom things and stuff like right. that. He's really big into that character. So he takes Luke very seriously. And it's, you know, it, it's a little bit different from, like, Harrison Ford. Because Harrison Ford was like, look, I played Han. I did that. I'm done. And then he was like, okay, well, maybe I'll actually give Han a proper send-off now. Just so that I can kind of be done and be out of it, you know. Mark Hamill was like, "No, dude, I get to be Luke again. This is cool." He's like, "No, I don't. I don't really like what you're doing." Well, with Harrison Ford, it's a little bit different too, though, because Harrison Ford has been successful on so many levels with so many different characters. Mm -hmm. Indiana that Jones. That Han Solo might have been his first famous character, but it wasn't his most famous character. You know, Indy's so he's almost as popular as Han Solo. You know, yeah. So it get was, off my plane. <laughs> get off my plane. You know, it, it Blade Runner is probably his biggest thing. So that's not you know Han Solo. Yeah, Deckard and Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah that's Deckard probably even big bigger than form. Harrison Ford. And then Indiana Jones. Yeah. And so so to Harrison Ford, you know Han Solo, he was glad to kill off the character. That's what he was saying. Like, I wanted an end to that character. And Luke was like, okay, well, from what I'm reading in the script, you're making Luke, like, give up and everything like that. And that's like, I, that's not the Luke I played. And it's like, Ryan Johnson's kind of like, no, it wasn't the Luke you played. Because this isn't the same Luke anymore. Yeah. Luke's been through some shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's seen, he took, he took, like, you know, a dozen kids with him. He took uh, Ben Solo with him. And was like, you know what? I'm going to train like a new generation of Jedi. I'm going to make Obi-Wan and Yoda proud. I'm going to, you know, like raise these kids. These kids are going to learn how to use the Force. They're going to be responsible. And then it all goes to shit because Kylo has that glint of darkness in him. And he thinks like, you know what? Because people always complain like, because I, like, I remember hearing like um, was, somebody had said to me, so Luke is the guy who can find that small glimmer of light in Darth Vader but he sees a small glimmer of darkness in his own nephew and decides, ah, I should probably kill him off because that'd be better to go ahead and end it now before he really does something crazy. And it's like, he has that for like a split second. He has it for a fleeting moment. And then he's like, and then it passes because he realizes, no, this isn't the way to do things. He, and even Ray says, like, you, you were thinking that his choice had already been made and he hadn't done anything yet. You know, his destiny hadn't worked itself out yet. And Luke ultimately realizes that because he turns his saber on and then he thinks like, shit, what am I doing? And then he turns it back off. And by that point, you know, Ben wakes up and he's like, what the fuck is Luke doing here? Is Luke trying to kill me? And then that's when the whole thing happens and he, he pulls down the, the hut or whatever onto Luke and basically tries to, uh, to incapacitate him, tries to kill him. And then he escapes with, I guess, what's left of the students that didn't resist him. And I, what I heard was that, like, the kids that did go with him, he started the Knights of Ren with them. Yeah. And the which, other students, he basically killed off. Which we need to see the Knights of Ren in this next movie. Yeah. Yeah. Talked about Because we've been movies. talking about it for two movies that he's, like, he's like the you know, he's the main leader of the Knights of Ren. I mean, his name comes from that. One well, so, like, the, uh, the, the, the new book that came out, they talked about how, uh, uh, after Return of the Jedi, that Luke and Snoke had actually met. So... Well, yeah. we yeah, I I think That's we how they know, know for a other. fact that they, so they did meet. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but uh, but that's the thing is that, and even Yoda when he's talking to Luke, 
he said, what, what does Yoda say to Luke? He says, the greatest teacher failure is. The, and, and he even tells him, he was like, you know... Well, that's why Obi-Wan became, like, the greatest Jedi of all time. And he is. He's the greatest Jedi of all time. He had one of the greatest failures of any Jedi in history. He had his own apprentice basically turn against him, turned against the Republic, turned against democracy, and all these Democracy! Different, the, I all the, he turned all He turned against everything that he taught that kid... And Obi-Wan went into exile just like Luke did. Obi-Wan was like, I fucked up. I'm the one who trained Darth Vader. Like, I created him. And it's like, no, that wasn't your Darth fault. Darth Vader's Qui-Gon Jinn's fault. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, he would never pin fault. that on Qui-Gon. That was Anakin and Anakin alone right. getting greedy. Obi-Wan was probably one of the greatest teachers in Jedi. I, I mean, George Lucas said it himself. Uh, Obi-Wan is the definition of a Jedi. He is the ideal Jedi. He's the guy. Because even, you know, you have Mace Windu. He's kind of... He's the one that makes you want to hide your daughters. He's the one that wants <laughs> to make you hide your daughters. Especially when you and McGregor plays him. Right. Uh, but that's one of the things that I think sometimes people forget about is that, like, they always expect... And, like, there's this idea, because even... Like, Mark Hamill mentions in the movie that there's this idea that Luke is this kind of, like, godlike figure. That he he's stood up, yeah. He's like this. He's the legend of Luke Skywalker. That he faced down. He turned, you know, Darth Vader, you know, in, you know, back to the light side. He defeated the Emperor and all this kind of shit. They blew the Death Star up and like everything was returned back to happy and great because of Luke and what he did, and also the rebels and you know Leia and Han and what everybody else was yeah, doing. Yeah, they did stuff. They did stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, destroying the shields that protected the Death Star so Lando could make his badass, you know, run through the middle, which also was pretty badass. That's one of the reasons I like Return of the Jedi because the ending of Return of the Jedi has so much shit going on, you're like, this is fucking epic. Yeah, Lando yeah. doesn't betray anybody in that one. Right, yeah. <laughs> Lando's a serious, legit badass in that movie. He's the general, actually. Yeah, he actually takes over as a He's like, I didn't general. betray anyone for like five hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, but yeah. And, you know, the thing is, is that by the time you get to Luke at this point, he's thinking like, man, I am a catastrophic failure. I try to teach a whole new generation of students, Slurred. and I fucking failed at it. Ben turned against me, turned himself into Kylo Ren. He basically kind of turned himself into something like a Sith. I lost him to Snoke, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, Leia trusted me with her own son, and I fucked up, and I fucked up bad. And he starts thinking, like, well, maybe this whole Jedi thing is just, like, it's just got to end, because he's like, look at this shit. He was like... We think that we're like the gatekeepers to like what's good and great in the galaxy, and we're really not. He was like, because even when he's when he's talking to Ray, he was like one of the greatest Jedi's ever trained Darth Vader when he's yeah. talking about Obi Wan, you know. And he was like, and and Darth Sidious rose from underneath the Jedi Order under their own noses at the time when they're at the height of their power. Yeah, you know. And he was like, it's just hubris to think that. There's the the light side only belongs to the Jedi and the dark side only belongs to the Sith. He's, he's like, all this stuff needs to end because he was like, to think that the Jedi are the only thing that can keep the galaxy great is like a fallacy, you know? And one of the things that I think Obi-Wan, if he passed anything on to Luke, was that, look, he was like, a lot of the things that the Jedi did 
were retarded. He was like, the whole idea about like, we can't have like attachments. He was like, I had attachments. He was like, I love Qui-Gon like a father. He was like, I cried like a baby when Qui-Gon died. And then I, I manned up and I destroyed, you know, a Sith apprentice that had been trained for years to do nothing but fight. And I fought him with just pure will and agitation and anger. And he poured everything into fighting Darth Maul. He went from mourning the loss of Qui-Gon and like crying over the man dying to like, fuck this, I'm going to take Maul out. And he used anger and he used aggression to fight Maul. But he used just enough that he could keep himself under control and he killed a Sith apprentice. And you can say what you want to about Clone Wars. He fucking killed Darth Maul in that. He killed Darth Maul. Even if you don't believe it, that's canon, you're like, oh, Clone Wars, they brought Darth Maul back. Fuck that, Obi-Wan killed Maul in Phantom Menace. You know. Yeah, don't 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 worry about the cartoons. I mean, Darth Maul was dead. It was only because like Darth Maul was such a popular character. Like, They're like, hey, let's we'll bring, bring him back. back. It's yeah. like, no, 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 no. It's like Obi Wan. Now, eventually, in Rebels, they have it where Obi Wan does definitively kill Maul in the desert on Tatooine. And I did see that episode. And basically, it was just Darth Maul jobbing to Obi Wan in like two seconds. <laughs> it wasn't even a fight. It was yeah. just like Obi Wan's just like boom. Yeah, it's it. like, yeah, I'm a master now. I mean, yeah. you, you can't compete with me now. Yeah. I was a Padawan and I kicked your ass. Why do you think you'd fight me as a master? Yeah. I mean, literally, in this universe, where they're talking about how powerful Rey or how powerful Kylo was, if Obi-Wan existed in this universe, he would kill both of those guys <laughs> in like two seconds. Or he would mind trick them to kill each other. <laughs> or mind trick them to like, you know... Go fuck themselves. <laughs> because... Now, let's be honest. Kylo does really want to fuck Rey. He just hasn't had a chance to yet. <laughs> Not yet, but probably will. I mean, this is kind of how it's going. And Wouldn't that know. be kind of interesting if like, we think that the Skywalker saga is over, but it isn't, and actually the new Skywalker is born out of Kylo and Rey? Yeah, this is only the beginning. Yeah, and you could have may... an entirely new Skywalker saga that forms off of Kylo's daughter or whatever son whatever happens you know but honestly i really let's make this the end <laughs> but i i just think that the whole i think the whole thing about like people saying about how you know luke was characterizing this movie and he was just gonna burn the jedi text and stuff and then yoda's like he just he's like well, fuck it i'm gonna burn the temple it's like i'm gonna do you a favor i'll burn the shit for you and then he was like, and then Luca's like, oh, but the sacred text. And he was like, because it, it's kind of funny because he was going to go in there to burn the text. And he's like, fuck it, I'm done with it. I'm done with the Jedi. I'm just going to burn everything. I don't care anymore. And then Yoda's like, okay, well, I'll do it for you. And then he was like, but the text. So it's like, he, he's basically telling like Luke, like, you do care, but you want to act like you don't care because you have this separate agenda. But it's like, you do actually care because as soon as I set fire to it, now all of a sudden you care about it. And you're like, no, the sacred books, we can't do that. You know, and he was like, real page turners they are. He was like, did you actually read them? <laughs> you know? And he was like, there's there's nothing in those books that the girl Ray doesn't already possess. And it's kind of fucked up how he says that, yeah. because Ray does actually have all of the volumes of the Jedi in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. It's hidden no, in the drawer. She, she has one book. No, she has all of them. Yeah, she has the whole book. She has the entire volume. I watched it earlier and freeze-framed it. It's because she puts, like, all of the books in there. And later on, when Finn goes to get the blanket to put on Rose, uh, all of the Jedi texts are inside that, that, that drawer. So she does have all the Jedi texts. She could figure out, basically from reading the text, like what the true meaning of the Jedi were supposed to be. 
And that I think is is part of what kind of somewhat what Kylo was talking about, where he's like, let the past die. He also means let the old Jedi Order die, because Which it won't because she has the text. Yeah, but the thing is, is that she's able to look at things from a different light because she has a perspective on the Jedi that Luke gave her, where he was like, this is the shit that went wrong with the Jedi. So is it part of the prophecy though? Oh but she's, she she doesn't refined, she's not a very good listener anyway so she's seen probably through refined Jedi's eyes or some shit like that I've never seen something about that yeah uh, I can't remember because I don't remember exactly how the prophecy's worded yeah. I, I can't remember maybe it's on Wikipedia <laughs> how it's actually worded did you happen to look that up Steve nope. what the prophecy yeah, it's actually something is about a, like an old Jedi and uh, seeing uh, the the original Jedi through the old find eyes of an old Jedi or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty complicated. Yeah. But that's that's one of the things when, when you get to where you start, you know, dealing with, like, prophecies and things like that. It's like, she's able to possibly recreate the Jedi in a new way based on everything that she learned from Luke. And then she also has possibly Yoda at her disposal. She has, like, Obi-Wan at her disposal because we haven't seen Obi-Wan pop up in this. You know but he's you, there because you got Yoda popped up. Yeah, Yoda can just show up and just be like, hey, look, look, you're kind of going down the wrong path, man. You're kind of being a dumbass right now. You're not really learning what we were trying to get you to learn. You know, he was like, you should pass on what you have learned and you failed to do that, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And so we know that... You know, and Qui-Gon can exist in this universe because he can be a ghost. He was like the first Force ghost. We know Obi-Wan can do it because he showed up to guide Luke before. So, it, who's to say that Obi-Wan can't just show up in like the... He did talk in, to Rey. In episode 9 and just be like, Rey, look, I'll explain to you some stuff that didn't work with the Jedi. It's like, the Jedi Order can learn from its mistakes of the past. And it's like something like Sidious can't rise against us again because we wouldn't... We wouldn't be so blind to all this stuff that we did before. And it's like attachments and things like that. He was like, I was attached to Qui-Gon, and that's what propelled me even further into my Jedi career. And it's like Anakin, even as much as he was attached to his own wife, and you know that's what drove him ultimately towards the dark side, it was the love and the attachment to his own son that brought him back. So he could teach her those lessons like, look, the things that you read in those texts, look at them from kind of a different lens, you know, because Obi-Wan's been through that shit. He would know all that, you know, and Luke, Luke she also has the things that Luke taught her, too, because Luke taught her a different perspective on it. So, you know, that's the whole idea, I think, is that when they show the kids at the end, it's like they could be the future of the Jedi, but they could be getting a different version of the Jedi, you know, that's being taught to them possibly by somebody like Rey. You yeah. Know? Yeah, maybe. I think it would have been better if the Jedi text would have actually just been burned. It probably yeah. would have been cool to do that, but I think that, you know, the idea that they're there, they can use that for whatever. Cause they're because they're like, who so knows? They, they had like two copies of the entire Jedi text? No, there was like, well, there was like eight or nine books in yeah. the temple. There was like eight or nine of them. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was a lot of those books. I don't know exactly what's in them because they're all kind of like different sizes, so... There's probably, like, different teachings in each book about, like, different things. Mm. But, you know, as far as, like, the the future of, like, what they're going to do with Star Wars past Episode Nine, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do with this because they're going to be kind of in uncharted waters because they have the ability because they don't necessarily say they're going to do Episode, you know, like, 10, 11, 12. They could kind of go in any direction that they want to. 
Yeah, I think Ryan Johnson's going to make something completely different. I think he'll yeah, probably do something that's kind of like out there and a little weird, but it's still it's still going to be good Star Wars. But that's the thing that I think is that I always, whenever I think about stuff like this where people were like, well, don't make it too crazy because then it won't feel like Star Wars. It won't feel like real Star Wars. Bruce Lee always had a quote that he said, running water never grows stale. Yeah, he's talking about fighting. So you get it. Movies. Yeah, but no, but it still applies. If you, no, it doesn't. If you continue, no, look at the philosophy what he's talking about there. If you just simply stay where you are, you're going to grow stagnant and stale and you're never going to do anything. Running water is always going to be moving along a path. It's always keeping fresh and everything, you know, runs smoothly. So if you apply that to something like movies, if you continue to keep going back to the well and keep pulling things that just make it feel like old school Star Wars all the time, then you're going to get to a point where it's like they're just doing this as a nostalgia act and they're not trying to push anything new and introduce new things. Well, the thing about that is, I mean, that's that's a, a, I mean, a good philosophy, I guess, but then whenever you look at it and it's like somebody like Pirates of the Caribbean where they're just kind of like... Well, they should be done with them already because they keep just coming up with new stuff and we want to see these people again and it's kind of fading out. It's going to happen to Star Wars if they do that. I mean, it's just going to. Because, I mean, the Star Wars fans, if you know anything about them, they want to see the same stuff. And we don't. I mean, it's Look it's at okay. how we people don't, judge but... Force Awakens. But that's the thing is yeah. that in order for you to continue to keep making movies... If you just simply rehash the same storylines and the same characters over and over and over again, you get to a point where it's like, okay, we've kind of seen all this stuff. You kind of wanted to see something new. And no, now, if I don't, you're I one don't of those think fa- any Star Wars fans actually want to see anything new. Like, mainly Star Wars fans want to see old shit over and over again. And that's what's going to kill the new saga whenever they try to do something original. They're going to be like, no, we don't want to see this. And then it's going to end by the first movie. Well, I, I, I guess because we haven't gotten to that point yet. So everything is still speculation. But I think that in order for in order for it to grow and to move on, they have to do some things that they haven't done before. <laughs> if you just base everything purely off nostalgia, it, everything will start to grow stale because it's like, okay, well, we've seen like six fucking Death Star type things so far. Yeah. Like, I mean, how many fucking times are we going to build a giant space station that can destroy shit with a laser? Well, like, you, we can't do that all the fucking time, you know? You say that, but Star Trek <laughs> survived off that for 40 years. <laughs> but Star Trek has the ability, they, they go into like uncharted territory. And since you bring that up, People did not like Discovery because they do some new and interesting shit in it. Exactly. That's one of the things that I like about exactly. it. People are like, it's too fucking weird, it's too much. Exactly. And I'm like, it's so, fucking Star Trek. Star they Trek. can do whatever the fuck they want to do. People need to stop being assholes and always wanting the nostalgia act. Because eventually you're going to get to the point where that's all it is is a nostalgia act. You have to go forward, otherwise nothing new is made. Well, the only way things that can be new that's made is in things like star wars for for instance there would be no debate about originality or anything if after nine you ended it then you wouldn't have to worry about people bitching or star wars failing (laughs) you could just just literally just write something else people come up with something else stories end yeah. Franchises end. Harry Potter had to end, and that shit's infinite. They're making the Fantastic Beasts. That's 
That's kind of like a prequel or whatever. Yeah. The fuck I was like, yeah, like they're that. not done with that. They're gonna milk that cash cow. But Harry as much Potter's as not in it. He's not. That's not the Harry. That's not a Harry Potter story. Harry Potter's not in that. But it's the Harry Potter universe. It's, it's the, the Harry Potter universe, and it's way less successful. I mean, the Harry Potter movies made like a billion dollars a piece. Yeah. And this is like making like six hundred million or something, and this next one will probably make like. 250 million and they'll stop yeah that's not what i want to see happen to star wars because fans aren't willing to see anything new but that's exactly what's going to happen but butthurt assholes ruin it for a lot of other things because people will say that they want everything to feel familiar and then when it's too familiar they're like ah they just kind of like you know they, they complain about that too it's rehashed yeah, yeah. It, it's just the rehash you know because that's one of the criticisms about force awakens is that it, it follows a new hope too much and that's, in my opinion, why I'd rather just see it end. Because I don't want to see Star Wars become like a B-shelf movie and it just becomes a joke. I want it to become... I just want... I would rather it end than people just disrespect it and it end just be... Good note. Yeah, and yeah. it just be like a side thing. I was like, well, you remember whenever they tried to make, you know, so-and-so about this and it sucked like star trek the next generation five <laughs> you know or a search for spock you know that's Part a two. joke you know people people make fucking jokes about star trek in those episodes and it wasn't until abram had to revive it i don't want anybody to have to revive star wars yeah because that's embarrassing that hurts it hurts you know when it when it happened to Star Trek, it hurt enough. Whenever you do it to Star Wars, that's just because it's only it's only ever been an original story. Yeah. And then for you to copy paste stories of Star Wars, that's just it just hurts as a fan. And if you don't think it hurts as a fan, then you never like Star Wars. Right. Because if you you're you're okay with just Star Wars being whatever. Like, oh yeah, let's let uh, you know, Michael Bay make a Star Wars movie now because we made this guy let us do a Star Wars movie. Let's bang, make it. Bang. Please, ooh, Kathleen ooh. Kennedy, never fucking do that ever. You know, it, <laughs> no, it could it could happen though. Don't fucking curse it, Steve. We don't no, want I'm Michael not Bay cursing it, but, because, but I know how Hollywood works. You know, be like, okay, Ron Johnson just made a successful thing. Uh, Michael Bay's good at action, you know, because these are action movies Lasers now. We want, we want twists, so get M. Night Shyamalan to come in and do yeah, one. Let's <laughs> let Michael Bay do one. The oh, yeah. 2.0 in space. Michael <laughs> Bay just made, you know, some millions of dollars on Star Wars. Let's give him his own trilogy. I never want to see that. I don't want to see no. Star Wars become that. So if you can't come up with anything that all Star Wars fans would like... And usually I don't say this because usually fuck people. I mean, they they ended the John Carter thing, and John Carter was a good movie, in my opinion. And, you know, that never happened. And there's so many other things that happened that don't happen because of fans don't go to watch it. But this, don't, don't do it to Star Wars. If you don't have anything that you don't think all the Star Wars fans will watch, then end it. End it at 9 and then tell your separate stories. Like, because you know people are going to watch a Yoda movie or an Obi-Wan movie. And Fuck Han yes. Solo movie. Make a Han Obi-Wan trilogy. Yeah, you know people <laughs> are going to watch those because you know it's nostalgic. It's characters that you know. But you don't know unless, you know, of course, you get like 
Christopher Nolan or something like that to direct Star Wars. Oh, shit. Christopher Nolan for Star Wars. Let's get that going on Twitter. <laughs> if you're going to spend money on Star Wars, you know, spend and get money Christopher on Christopher Nolan. Nolan. And get Christopher shit. Nolan and be like, hey, Christopher Nolan, we want you to do this movie and be like, okay, I'll do it. But I've got to have nobody. I don't have to have anybody. Leonardo DiCaprio. I'll take Leo. And know. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt. But and Tom Hardy. Let's, let's be honest. Leo would deny it because he doesn't do trilogies. Yeah. He'll be like, do you think But a standalone else? movie. He could do a Star Wars standalone movie. Yeah. You know. It'd be like the greatest standalone movie of all time. Yeah, that would be pretty bad. And they'd be like, let's make a sequel, Leo. No. Rogue One Part 2. <laughs> Everybody's dead. It's, Everybody this is called Rogue dies. 2. <laughs> Diego Luna. Scarface again. Don't make that. Don't make another Scarface. <laughs> don't do that. I mean, Diego Luna's great, but don't make another Scarface. Why do you gotta make another Scarface? It's gonna be disappointing. The original's just badass. Yeah, it's hard to trump. I one. mean, you really can't. You really can't. Be who, ta- who takes People... a role where you have to follow Al Pacino? Yeah. People trying dumb. to outdo the Predator movie and shit with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, you can't do that. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, don't do it. Get to just, the chopper. Don't. I mean that's 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 what I'm saying. Like if you if you know, if you know for certain that you can make a Star Wars trilogy better than what these fucking picky ass fans won't, then do it. Because these people are picky as shit. Because you know you guys mentioned the Old Republic, and the Old Republic was a great video game. It's but I guarantee awesome. you, if you made that a movie, Star Wars fans would bitch. Yes. And yep. but that's the thing. You cannot keep a lot of Star Wars fans happy. Do we have George Lucas running Star Wars right now? No. no. Because people bitched and complained about the prequels and made fun of it for 10, 15 years and they drove him out of the business because they ripped the man's heart out. And George Lucas created this for you. Yeah. He created this happiness, this great place, and this is something I'll defend till the end. I don't give a fuck what Ryan Johnson does or what J.J. Abrams and Ron Johnson's doing right now. Right. George Lucas created Star Wars. Whatever he makes is Star Wars. So if you don't like that, then you don't like Star Wars. Yeah, if you don't like the prequels, then <laughs> fuck you. You're not really a Star Wars fan. You can you can dislike things about the prequels. You can dislike things about the original trilogies. I, I dislike things about stuff that's happening now in it, but I still love the movies. I own them. I watch them all the time. I, I don't really like C-3PO. Does it make me hate the, the original trilogy or any of the other movies? No. <laughs> no, I mean, most people don't like Jar Jar Binks, but who gives a shit? He's in like 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, right. We talked about this. Like, if you want to go back and listen to the stuff about the prequels, we had we did all three of them. That was that was basically our December, our Christmas special was basically all three prequels. <laughs> but his so, ear, his ears are hilarious. Right? Yeah, and he also steps in poopy, but uh, <laughs> which is the best part of the movie? I'm just right? Kidding. The not. poopy. Uh, <laughs> stepping in poop is like the funniest thing ever until you step in it then you're like fuck fuck this shit I got dog shit all over my neck. I Nikes. just stepped fuck. in a bunch of Jar Jar <laughs> but uh see I just gave you a new term to talk about when you step in shit yeah say oh my god I just stepped in a bunch of Jar 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 fuck but if there's anything that we can take away from like all of this is that one thing that you can at least say is that people are passionate about Star Wars. 
Do people nitpick the shit out of Star Wars and hate on shit that they don't like? Fuck yes, yes. because all you have to do is look on IMDb and see all the butthurt people that didn't get the movie that they wanted and they were pissed about yes. it. Yes. But, but yeah, it's like, get, get, get some lube and just lube it up and be done with it because it's <sighs> like, if you're going to get butthurt, you're going to get butthurt. But it's like, don't go into a movie expecting to get all these different things and to get a checklist. When I go to a movie, I don't want to have a checklist of shit that I want to see. I just want to be entertained. Just make and, it something that's entertaining. I'm not going to pick it apart. Just make something fun. And and let me clarify that I don't care what they make about Star Wars. What I was speaking of before is what I know that Star Wars fans want of Star Wars. Yeah. Not what I want. If it's yeah. fun and entertaining, I will watch it and I will love it. Yeah. Make all the Star Wars films you want. I just know how Star Wars... And maybe we can change this. Star Wars fans... I'm not saying lower your expectations, but stop being a bunch of whiny bitches. Yeah. Star Trek fans have accepted Chris Pine and all this kind of stuff. and these, these Zachary these, Quinto. And Zachary Quinto and these movies have been highly successful. Yeah. Because they're more accepting to change. Star Wars friends are not accepting to change. That's the problem. So, if another let's let's say for instance I'm right, and the next Star Wars trilogy is made about that boy, in uh, what was the name of the city? In Canto Bight. Canto Bight. One of the stable boys. Let's yeah. say that's made about that, and there's no appearance from Luke, no mention of Rey, no Chewie, no C-3PO, no R2D2, no anyone. No voice, uh, no no voices from Obi Wan or Yoda. It's just these people that Ryan Johnson showed towards the end of his movie, being the main characters and fighting a different evil and become a different type of Star Wars. Let's just say that's the film. Would you like that? Email me at beyondthehateyahoo.com. Yep. And let's. Let's have a discussion about it. Because we talk about this shit all the time. I want it to go forward. I want to see different shit. I want to see cool stuff. I want it to progress. But a lot of Star Wars fans don't. And if you don't make movie the way that they want a movie to be, they get super pissed off about it. And they're like, well, fuck, I've been writing my Snook theories for two years. And you guys didn't do fucking anything with that guy. Fuck you guys. It's like, well, you're just kind of wasting your time. Because ultimately... The only thing that you can do that that would make any kind of dramatic impact on anything is by either buying a ticket or not buying a ticket. If you don't like the direction they're going with Star Wars, fine. Fuck you and stay the fuck at home instead of going to watch a movie that you're going to end up hating and bitching about it. Stay the fuck at home. Yeah. Because if you're going to be like that, we don't want you in Star Wars because then your, your bitching is going to start dictating how they make these movies. They should be, have the directive freedom, the creative freedom, to direct and to write and to do the shit that they want to and not have to deal with butthurt fans that were pissed off about how their Snoke theories were wrong for two years or their raised parents' theories were wrong for two years. It's like, if you don't like it, fuck off, take your ball, and go home. Watch and- Farscape. Yeah, yo, go ahead and, and fucking, you know, watch, uh, was it, Firefly, you know, for the 15th million time. Because it only lasted one, two seasons? You know, one it, season. It lasted one season, and then one they season. bitched and complained yeah. and got a movie to finish yeah. it. Yeah, that's Joss Whedon. That's what he does. But that's the thing. It's like, the, but speaking of that, since we're talking about Firefly, that was one of the things, is that people didn't fucking watch it. 
They didn't have ratings. That's why they're like, well, we got to cancel this because nobody watches this shit. They take it off off the air, and then people were like, why the fuck did you get rid of that show? It was awesome. Because he wasn't watching it. Nobody fucking watched it. <laughs> nobody. Like, the ratings were so bad. I mean, Roseanne got like 21 million views in the first episode. Yeah. And Roseanne, but, and, and the new continuity of things, is a Trump supporter. Roseanne voted for Trump. Of course she did. Roseanne. <laughs> Yeah, but, but that's they don't the mention they don't mention Trump by name on the show. By but the they way. but you know that she's a conservative and everything. But but Roseanne Barr does does support Trump, but she life. also yeah. supported Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So you you got to take Roseanne how she you know she. But the show's not about that. The show is about her, Dan, and the kids. It's not political. It's not a politi- political show. Uh, but they do mention politics on it. Yeah, and I, mean, I did. Well, it's hard to get away from. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I did watch Roseanne with with my mom and stuff when I was a kid, and I, I liked yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't. Roseanne, you know, I didn't I think about it. I didn't think about it like that when I was a kid. I still don't think about it now because I don't really take it seriously. Yeah, like you know, it's, it's a, a joke show. But seriously, if you're gonna show. bring Roseanne back, Married with Children, you gotta bring back yeah. Married with bring Children. Bring back Married with Better Children. Show. Right? <laughs> if you want a dysfunctional family with like a husband and wife that are kind of fucked up. What that's, did, what that, did, that's one of the best ones. <laughs> what did Katie Siegel say on the roast of uh, Roseanne? She was like, you know, no one's ever uh, done a controversial uh, woman. Oh, except when I did it a year before you did. It's <laughs> <laughs> Peggy Bundy, yeah. But, uh, but I, I guess ultimately the takeaway, and then we'll probably go ahead and, and wrap up here. Ultimately, the takeaway that I have from this is that for the people that bitch and complain about Last Jedi, it still made over a billion dollars. It made $1.3 billion, which means people liked it a lot more than they claim. They just want to bitch about it, maybe try to get a little fame, notoriety. You can't get that posted on these sites. You're not going to become anything. You actually have to go to school and work at it. You can't just make a post on there and be like, oh my god, this guy's a genius. Because... Ten, thousands of other people is going to post the same stupid bullshit that you're going to do while you go watch it for the tenth time. Yep. Uh, because we know. We, we, we've had enough experience with this where we know this isn't the first time that you've, you've bitched about a movie or uh, said something that you probably don't even believe in. People didn't like The Empire Strikes Back when it came out because it didn't meet their expectations of what they thought a second Star Wars was going to be. 30-something years later, what is the movie that people say, or a lot of people, that they say is their favorite Star Wars? It's The Empire Strikes Back. And The Last Jedi will be no different. Yeah, it will be kind of like that, where it's, it's, I think it's going to be appreciated after the fact, after people kind of like, you know, get off their high horse. Blade Runner, I mean, shit. Yeah. Blade Runner really didn't make box office at all. Like, it was kind of a failure of a movie. Scarface but, made $1.2 million in the box office. But it's it wonderful. is a cult classic because to this day, it's considered by a lot of people as one of the greatest crime stories ever. Yes. You know, and Blade yeah. Runner is considered one of the best science fiction movies ever because it's based off a Philip K. Philip K. Dick novel. It's and not the greatest science fiction movie ever. It's, yeah, considered up there with, like, 2001 A Space Odyssey and, like, yeah. Planet of the Apes, like, the original Planet of the Apes. And, and it's, like, it's it's up there on, like, a very high platform that people put it on. It's like Die Hard being one of the best Christmas movies of all time. Christmas yes! <laughs> it is a Christmas movie. I, it is a Christmas movie. I thought it was second to Jingle All the Way, but, you know. <laughs> Jingle All the Way is good, but Die Hard, it has a better message. No, for real, though, I'm just bullshitting Die 
Die Hard is probably the best Christmas movie ever. And uh, wait, uh, not only the greatest Christmas movie ever, it probably has the greatest villain of all time. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. It's Alan Rickman, rest in peace. Rest in peace. You sh- you died way too early. Yeah, you died way too uh, young, man. And uh, so this has been Star Wars: The Last Jedi, brought we- to you by Beyond the Hate and Alan Rickman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>